to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, topics, stipulations, first down, played it. Presenting topics for kind, easy to time, braided. Facts, keys to the city, we unlocking the statements. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Keys to the city, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the city. What a show we got for you today. We'll be joined by the Joseph Aguirre to talk New York Yankees baseball. Aaron Judge is hot again. It's amazing. Every time we talk about a New York Yankee this year, they somehow make us shut our mouths. They come back with a big week. We'll talk about that. Paxton, Yankees, Dodgers, is that inevitable? And can the Yankees continue this hot streak and why they have something that nobody else has going into the playoffs this year? Also, preview show. Two preview shows today. College football we're going to start with, and we'll close out with the NFL. I know the NFL is a week away, but it starts next next Thursday. We'll have MVP predictions, Super Bowl, division winners, storylines for divisions. We'll have all of that. But we're going to start off with some college football because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, college football started last week. We didn't really do a preview show. We're going to do it today. And I'm excited. Just to see football back, like I said last week, football is back. It's it's here until February. For all us football fans, it's back and it's ready to go. We had the number one team in college football last night. The defending champs play. Took care of business as expected. We'll be joined with Chaz to make his predictions. Also, one of the questions, and it seems like it's funny because we've been talking about this question all week and somehow it's all over the sports networks in the world right now and, and it's amazing. It's, it's like... Why do we do this? It's like, these guys are getting paid for what we say before them. These guys are stating, they guys, I, I literally said it to we, you last night. We looked at the question. There had to be five or six questions that were like, Ted, we've already talked about this like three or four times. No, we haven't talked, we, we literally said, we've we're going to talk it. about on our show, we literally forecast what is going to be said. We talked about the Alabama-Clemson, and that's one of our questions today, is Alabama-Clemson matchup bad for college football if it happens again in the national championship? And then we go on last night, and we stop at Riptide and West Haven Restaurant, we're looking, you point up to the TV, and what do you say? Look it, first question on PTI, if Alabama-Clemson meet again, is, is parity bad for out of college football. You know, we talked about that. We're going to talk about the Yankees and James Paxson. Is he a key for the Yankees going forward? In the end, there was so many questions that we had talked about that were on ESPN or in the, the New York Post, which is right in front of me. You know, it's incredible to think that we're doing a podcast here, you know, regularly at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, and then we look at these big networks that get paid millions of dollars and the same things that we're going to talk about ahead of time that we bring up during the week are presented on, on that forefront of the TV. I guess we, I guess we don't know what we're doing. Guess I, guess we, I guess we don't know anything about sports because we just do the exact same thing. We're just not getting paid millions of bucks. We're just doing it. To enjoy. Is he calling? So Chaz is calling. Chaz, what's up, big guy? You started off last week 1-0. We'll get into the prediction. No, I didn't. I'm all in one. I, I'm no, all but in you one. Pi- we picked Florida. You all, we all picked Florida to win. I know you didn't cover the spread, but we all picked Florida. We'll get into the predictions of this week in a few minutes. But we were. It's it's pretty obvious. We've been talking about this for quite some time now, Chaz. And it seems like nowadays it is bad for sports. People say it's good. People say it's bad. We saw it in the NBA where Cleveland and Golden State playing four of the four straight NBA finals. Clemson, Alabama. If they meet again, whether it's in the college football playoff or the na- or the semifinal or the national championship, is Clemson-Alabama part five bad 
parody for college football, what would it be if that were to happen again come January? Well, I think the problem is we just overvalue Alabama. I mean, Alabama shouldn't have been in the national championship game the year that they played LSU. They didn't win their conference. You know, two years ago, they won it without winning their without winning their conference. Uh, although Georgia, I mean, it's 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 honestly it's unfair. And I know that I take a very minority standpoint. I might be an Alabama hater, but Nick Saban manipulates the system. Place to the strength of the SEC. Oh, the SEC is the best conference in football. Never goes on the road and plays anybody. Plays a middle-of-the-road team in week one and then plays an LSU team that just Ed Origin can't coach his way out of a plastic bag and manipulates the system. Honestly, we need to start holding Alabama accountable and, and not rewarding them based on solely on the strength of the SEC. So two of those national championships, in my opinion, have asterisks near there because they shouldn't have been in the football game but, they but, shouldn't. but is it more because of uh, the recruiting I mean or is it because of the scheduling of these teams that you see the ACC is so down and the SEC Alabama doesn't he, they don't really have the hard schedule as we say I mean yes they play LSU they play Auburn they play Georgia well, here's, and the a, SEC here's Championship. a question Chaz either way if they meet again do you think it's bad for college football that the same two teams are playing in the national championship five years in a row yeah, I mean, look at the ratings. The ratings are telling you. The ratings were down horribly last year, yes. right? And, I mean, you had marquee teams. You had Notre Dame. You had Clemson. You had Alabama. And still, people didn't tune into it. Yeah, I think people are getting tired of it. I mean, it's the fatigue factor, guys. It's the same thing why the Super Bowl ratings are down this year. People are tired of the Patriots. It, it, it's the same storylines. I can't continue to keep watching Clemson and, 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 and watching Alabama. But if you, I, if you can't beat them, then what – I mean – why are you complaining? I mean, you play. I mean, you saw Notre Dame last year. You saw Oklahoma get the chance to do pull off the upsets. They just couldn't do it. They just. It seems like Alabama and Clemson are far superior than everyone else in college football. So they get blame. They get the blame for that because they're far superior than everybody else. I'm not saying that they're. Listen, my whole thing with Alabama is yeah, they, they, they listen. They're the most. They're the best coach in college football history. They have the best program. They have the best facilities. They should begin year in and year out. But we should not just give them a free walk to the national championship every year. It's not the Alabama Invitational. It's not their birthright. Hold them accountable. If they lost to Georgia last year, they should not be in the college football playoff based on their strength of schedule and who they beat. They shouldn't. Hold them accountable and stop. Because part of the problem is, is listen, Clemson last year went and played Texas a and on the road. 12th man, one of the hardest places to play in college football. Alabama did not do that in the non-conference. Stop making it inevitable for them to play. And tell Nick Saban, yeah, Nick, you're the best coach of all, of all time, but your resume has to stand out. Georgia went to Notre Dame. Michigan went to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to Georgia this year. Ohio State went to Virginia Tech. Okay, they went to USC under Urban Meyer. Nick Saban has never ventured out to the South for a non-conference game. Hold him accountable, and not—it's and not Alabama's birthright to play in the college football playoffs. And, and yes, they're hurting the game because he's manipulating the stuff. All right. Uh, well, that's Alabama. What about Clemson? 
I think Dabo Sweeney's great for college football. I think it's great that there's a new name. I mean, watching him at the end of at the end of the national championship game last year with a big old smile, quoting Jesus Christ. How would you not want to watch that guy? Okay, his story, walk on Alabama. It's a great story. I think it's compelling. It's a it's a new name. Yeah, he's great for college football. And, and he's the only I, one that can push Saban to the brink, or, other than Urban Meyer, and yeah. Urban Meyer's no longer coaching. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Because because here's the problem with Nick Saban. Nick Saban is unbelievable at preparing, okay, and preparing guys and shutting down, you know. But where has Nick Saban struggled? Passing games and mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You're right. And up-tempo offenses have driven him crazy. You're right. I, and, he's, I, and he's complained about it, how it's destroying the game. No, Nick, it's destroying the game because you have a hard time stopping I, I just think it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen again this year. I just think they're far superior than everyone else. I mean, has a possibility, maybe Oklahoma, Ohio State, but I expect to see come January 13th this year, Clemson, Alabama, part five will be for the national championship. And then it's going to happen. One thing? Yeah, Can I just ahead. say one everything? Everybody rests the laurels on the SEC as being the best conference. In, 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 in college football. Take away Florida, what they were able to do under Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow. And take away Alabama. What has anybody done besides Auburn with Cam Newton and, and nobody else? Okay, their bowl record has not been fantastic over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. If you take away those two teams, they're a very average football conference. I, I'm just being honest. I got you. I mean, See, no, the no, no. weird thing is, though, I – we, Chaz, you and me have talked outside of show stuff. The bowl series, well, you're right, because the bowl series, you would be like, well, if you're the best conference, why are you not winning? Like, if you're in 12 bowl games, why are you not going 10 and 2 or 8 and 4? And they usually go 6 and 6 or 7 and 5. Sometimes I take the bowl series series because who's actually playing? Who's looking for the NFL draft? You know, coaches are different. It's completely different now. The thing is, they were talking about it on the show this morning. You know, Florida beat Miami. If Auburn beats Oregon and then LSU beats Texas in two weeks, People are going to give SEC so much more respect in the beginning because all right, it's like they took out the Big 12 in Texas. They took out Miami in the ACC. They took out Oregon in the Pac-12. You're going to be like, well, there's the SEC again. There's such a bias, but they're so dominant. I mean, when they play against each other, when they have these big head-to-head meetings, I mean, they prevail. They come out on top. So okay. You, I mean, we I know we could bash them and stuff and say that they're so much better than everybody else, but when they play and there's big matchups like this weekend and out on top, I mean, the facts so, prove it. Facts prove why it are itself. you allowed an SEC team to crow about being people on week one, okay, when we all know that a football team is a completely different team by the end of the oh, year? Oh, 100%. Okay? We yeah. talk about this in high school football. You want to play certain teams early in the season before everything starts gelling. That's true. So my my point to you is is right now if you're going to start if like if the SEC is oh you know we always win the marquee games in week one oh you know but we struggle in bowl season okay G- Georgia I don't care how unmotivated you are you had no business getting beat by thirty in your in your in, in Atlanta Georgia yeah you but, but no we're not allowed to say that when Alabama got blown out by the Sooners at Oklahoma oh they they didn't want to be here but they can crow that they beat Florida State week one. So, no, I, I disagree with you. I think that, to be honest with you, the, the, your team's the best when it's playing at the end of the year. Jazz, right? I, Sophomores become juniors, no, juniors become You're seniors, right. and seniors become super seniors. I love, so, your, I love your passion. I love your passion, my man. I I'm so tired of the SEC. I know. I, it, it, it's the biggest scam out there. Like, take away Alabama and Florida, and it's an average football conference. Name another school that's accomplished anything in the last 25 years in the SEC. LSU. I mean, LSU, LSU. won national title. Two national championships. 
two national championships, a co, a co okay, and a flawed BCS system, okay. Um, USC was by far the better team that year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and uh, Auburn with Cam Newman. But other than that, it's average. Look at all the programs: Mississippi State, Tennessee, Old Miss, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. It's I know it's, it's the bottom of the SEC. We know is, is garbage, but so is everybody else's conference. Also, you got to look at you got to look at the top teams. And when Alabama is, stands superior, other than Clemson, I mean, what is what is Georgia crowning moment in the last ten years? Being Hawaii by fifty? Yeah, that's it. No, what no, you're no, 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 no. You're 100 percent right. Georgia has Georgia's always one of those teams. They, well, that would be other it. than that, that they have not. they have their big moments. They're big moments, and they never do. They always come up short or they choke in the end. That's Georgia for you, though. That's why I, I'm, not, I'm not buying into their I'm not buying into their hype this year either. Take away Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer and Nick Saban, and the SEC is 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 the Big Ten is better, the Pac-12 has been better, and the ACC has been better. Well, let's just, hey, let's get the truth. let's see if uh, you can keep going on this hot streak. We got the big games this week. We got three big games this week. We got Florida State and Boise State. Now, Florida State is a five and a half point favorite. Chaz going in now. I don't know if you know the game got moved from Jacksonville to Tallahassee because of the hurricane this weekend. Yeah, I mean, guys, I think that this is a big game for Florida State. Florida State did the unthinkable last year. They didn't qualify a bowl for a bowl game after being a mainstay for three decades. I don't think anybody had more pressure on him than this weekend than Willie Taggart, and he's facing the most college football team in the nation. They are the proverbial underdog, the Rocky Balboa of college football. Florida State's defense is loaded. This Death Star is fully operational with 16 of the top 20 tacklers on defense returning. The Broncos are going to start a true freshman quarter at quarterback. Not a good recipe for success, especially against a hungry and motivated Seminole team. I think the Seminoles will be sloppy on offense, but they're going to overcome a depleted Boise State team. I'm laying the five and a half as Free Shoes University starts their journey back to their rightful place in the sun. Okay. Okay, so he's got, he's got Florida hey, State. Florida. Okay, so he's got the Seminoles winning first game. game next game. Next game is Sunday night. It's Oklahoma versus Houston. Last time these two teams played, Houston beat up on that Baker Mayfield team. Can Houston pull off a mammoth upset and, this weekend? And the spread is 23 and a half that Oklahoma. I don't buy into I don't buy into They're that. favored by 23 and a half. Nope. Guys, one of my favorite Broadway musicals is Oklahoma. And to quote one of my favorite songs, <laughs> it's a scandal. It's an outrage that Oklahoma is such a heavy favorite in this game. King is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the country, and new coach Dana Hogerson is one of the brightest offensive minds in college football. I expect Oklahoma's defense to be improved after not being able to stop a nosebleed last year, but I think Houston will keep this thing close. I'm grabbing the 24-and-a-half and praying that the Cougars can keep this thing close. Well, they got the offense definitely too. We'll see how Oklahoma's defense play. Chaz. Uh, all right, then the night, then the big one is the is the is college football playoff implications all over this game. Pac-12. Can they finally get a a much needed victory for the conference, not just for Oregon, but for the conference. For them to compete for a college football playoff, they need to go into Jerry World and they need to make a statement for the Pac-12 and for Oregon. Can the Ducks finally and the Pac-12 finally beat the SEC, or does the SEC once again come out on top? 
Oh, guys, this is a rematch. Can you believe this is a rematch of the 2010 BCS National Championship game? Yep, Cam Newton versus, yep, Cam Newton versus uh, Michael James. Yep, Mar no, Mariota was not. It was Dennis Dixon. Oh, no, it wasn't Dennis yeah. Dixon. I forgot who it was. Thomas. It was Thomas. Yes, Darren Thomas. Bingo. Go this ahead. Game, the Pac-12 needs this game more than Castle needed to get laid at Salve Regina. <laughs> they need to shake off the perception that they don't show up in marquee non-conference games. Washington was supposed to be that darling, but they flopped week one against Auburn and then went on to win the Pac-12 and lose to Urban Meyer and the Rose Bowl. Guys, over the last three seasons, the SEC is 5-1 and one against the Pac-12. Their only victory was Texas and AM's epic collapse to Josh Rosen two years ago. I think I blame Kevin Sumlin for that one, who last weekend just proved I don't know how he got a school to pay him millions of dollars after losing to Hawaii. This is hard for me because my head is telling me Auburn. Despite the Ducks having all five offensive linemen back, I anticipate them struggling against the Auburn front four. But my heart is telling me Auburn, excuse me, Oregon has the advantage at quarterback. However, you don't gamble with your heart. Last year, Oregon only generated 37 rushing yards against Michigan State in the Red Box Bowl. Auburn's defensive line is one of the best in the country. And the inferior MSU front four stymied Oregon up front, and especially from their, on their aerial assault. They held them to two for 14 on third down conversions. I still hate, hate the SEC. But I'm going to quote a quote that my father told me when I told him that I was too fat to play quarterback. The boys play in the backfield. The men play on the line. This game will be won in the trenches by Auburn. I'm and, laying three. And it's funny because Auburn, even though they're ranked, uh, I believe, 17th in Auburn and Oregon's 11th, which yeah, speaks, I also speaks volumes to where the SEC and Auburn's power comes from. Yeah, well, I mean, don't forget, too, uh, Heber has not played well in big games either. So this is a big moment for him, you know, and, and I just think that the biggest problem is, is I do not see Oregon's offensive line blocking Auburn's front four. Well, it's the best in the country. Time will tell. Time will tell tomorrow. Chaz, we'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you guys we'll see on you, Saturday. We'll Good see you tomorrow. Team, we'll see you tomorrow as well, brother. See you. We'll see you. See you, Chaz. So Chaz takes FSU, the Cougars, and Auburn. So let's – before we get into those games, we're going to go – we're going to give a college football preview. Well, let's make our picks. You want to do the picks? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Picks. Florida State, Boise State. Like you heard, Chaz, Florida State, this is a team that always has high expectations and fails miserably. Willie Taggart needs to come in and prove that he can be a good head coach like he was at South Florida. I don't know what happened, but this guy was a very good coach at South Florida, went over to Oregon for a year, didn't do a great job, and now he's at Florida State, was miserable last year as a team and a disappointment last year. Boise State, we know about these two teams. Can Florida State finally get over the hump and get those exceed those expectations? And Boise State, they continue to be the city of college football. Do they go into Tallahassee and get a big, much-needed victory? That's the question. Are we going to get a Florida State team that's going to be great, or are we going to get a Florida State team that continues to falter? Or are we going to get Boise State to be the Cinderella? I'm going with the – I'm going – is this an upset? Is State beating Florida State an upset? I don't consider it an upset. I don't consider it an upset. I do not think Florida State is that good. They have the talent. They have the quarterback, but I just see Boise State. This is the type of Boise State going right into Tallahassee and pulling off the upset and just winning. It's Boise State against Boise. I'm picking Boise State. 
All right. I'm picking the Broncos to beat Florida State this weekend. I'm How about not. you? I'm not. I'm, making, okay. I'm bringing back Florida State. Listen. Okay. Boise State's going to start as a true freshman, just like Charles said. Hank Brockermeyer, okay? We'll see how he performs. Now, this game was going to be in Jacksonville. Like I said, it has now been moved to Tallahassee. It really doesn't matter. It's still in Florida. But I think it's even more so now powerful that it's going to be in Tallahassee. It's going to be a home crowd. Florida, brings, Florida State brings back their starting quarterback in James Blackman. Mm -hmm. They're going to bring back a dynamic running back in Cam Akers. I think Florida State is going to have way too much talent on the field for Boise State to be able to keep up with in fourth quarter. Just don't buy Florida State. Florida State brought a brand new offensive coordinator in. I don't, I don't, I don't buy into Florida State, man. You I just don't because every year we have this, we have this hope that they're coming back. So listen, the state of Florida, it's the state of Florida. I shouldn't just say Florida State because we have this well, hope just, that. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got to start. No, go ahead. The go. speed and the talent on Florida State is going to be with Boise State. Okay. Okay, this is not a neutral site game. It's different. It's in Tallahassee. The home crowd is going to have a favoritism. Who cares? Plus, you know who the offense coordinator for Florida State is? Kendall Bryles. Remember his father? Yeah, Art Baylor. Art Bryles. I know. Okay, he coached at Baylor, FAU, and Houston. They averaged 41 points a game. It's a high-flying offense. Well, let's see, I guess. Well, I guess we'll see. If, see. He, if he ends up becoming that guy then. Well, I guess... So we'll I like Florida State at home. Okay. Okay. Let's go with the Sunday I, night game. Sunday night game. Cougars versus the Sooners. Last time they played, the Cougars spanked that Baker Mayfield team in Reliance Stadium. But now it's in Norman. Could change everything. Jalen Hurts. What are we going to see from him? Everybody expects, oh, he's gonna, he might be the Heisman winner this year because of the factor that Lincoln Riley has had the two Heisman winners previous I just don't see Jalen Hurts as that quarterback. He's not a Kyler Murray. He's not a Baker Mayfield. He's going to do his thing, but he's not that type of quarterback. I expect this to be a high-scoring game, a fun game to watch. I think Houston will keep it close early on. I think Oklahoma pulls away the talent on that field, and it's going to be an, it's a big difference. If this was a neutral site, please, would I would not pick against Houston. I would not pick against Houston. Dana Holgerson, new head coach. Derrick King, one of the most underappreciated players you in all college football. You think Houston win the game? No. If it was Houston, I would can strongly consider them pulling off the upset. But it's in Norman. I'm going with the Sooners. I expect it to be a high-scoring game. I expect like a 35 to 28 game. I expect higher scoring. So first of all, okay. Houston's coming off an 8-5 and five season last year. Oklahoma 12-2. and two, We know what they did. They lost in the semifinals against Alabama. This is, this is a huge matchup. Now, the last time these teams played, Houston won in 2016, like you said. But Oklahoma just hired a new defense coordinator, Grinch. Okay, they brought Jalen Hurts in, who's 26-2 as a starter from Alabama. Big key right here is Oklahoma's running game against Houston's run defense. That's where I see the matchup. Okay, can Houston make Oklahoma a one-dimensional team? Like you said before, Trev, this ain't Kyler Murray. This it's is not Baker Mayfield. I know, it's the, different. The, the dynamic it's of different. the offense is not going to be throwing the ball 40, 50 yards down the field. It's going to be short, quick, speed passing. Okay. Who I, you got? I like Oklahoma in this game in a high-shooting game, 45-41. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. It's, it's, it's going to be – Outstanding game. Both quarterbacks could be Heisman favorites going in later in the season, especially for the kid. You look, a, you look a little flustered right now. You look like a freshman quarterback. You look a little nervous. Oklahoma, What's wrong, bro? Oklahoma have some water. Oklahoma's won 13 straight openers. Just to let you know that. That that can't be true because they yes it is home openers. Home openers. Okay, I, I was about to say because they didn't beat Houston in the opener. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't get it twisted, bro. Let's finish off with. The mammoth, the massive game this weekend in Jerry World. 
SEC, Pac-12. We've already talked about it with Chaz. Pac-12, this is for the Pac-12. This is more about the Pac-12. We know what the SEC is going to be. We know the SEC has a little bias in, in, in the NCAA when it comes to football. Pac-12, they get no respect. They can come out and really prove all the doubters wrong with a big win tomorrow night. Now, if they come in, lay a dud, guess what? We'll all be saying, what else is new? It's the Pac-12. Not ready for the moment, and they get beat up. They're not ready for this moment. This is going to be a fun game. This is a rematch from the 2010 National Championship game. Auburn won. Oregon, you, got the, you might have the best player on the field tomorrow in Justin Herbert. An eventual top five pick, maybe the number one pick coming this year. Don't know. We got to see what he does. He's a Heisman hopeful. How does he come back and kind of take the, the college football league by storm? I mean, he can really do that and get out right in the gates early on in this season for Heisman and for the national and for college football playoff. I expect Oregon. I'm going all Oregon. I'm going to go with Oregon. Okay. I expect it to be a fun game. It's about the trenches. It all comes down to Oregon. Can they run the football? Can they run the... Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So, good. Yeah. Good. Wake up, bro. You're saying yep. Wake up. No, I'm not saying yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wake up. Yeah, yeah. That's what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you what you just said to me. You literally just said yep. That's, that's just, what I got. You're just, just rolling, rolling. So, this game has a bunch of storylines. I don't know if you knew this. Oregon has, hasn't opened with a win over a ranked team since beating Wisconsin in 2001. The Ducks have won seven straight openers, though. Auburn is 6-0 and versus the Pac-12 in neutral site games. Just a little, just a little stat and storyline. Oh, line. congratulations. You're my statistician guy, so. Now, now, here's the other thing. That's what I use you for. Chaz, Chaz would have loved this stat. Auburn brings back five fifth-year starters on their offensive line. Yeah, he, so he, that bodes well for their true freshman Bo Nix, who's going to be their starting quarterback. Oregon, on the other hand, brings back five seniors on their offensive line. So what offensive line dominates the ball the, is going to tell the difference of this game. Now, of course, you said it. Herbert is a Heisman candidate. Bo Nix is a true freshman. What quarterback doesn't make the mistake? Herbert shouldn't make the mistake. He's the veteran. This is why he came back and gave up being a top three pick to win games like this and to lead his team to a championship. If Oregon has any chance of making the college football playoff, they need to win this game. And I'm actually going to agree with you, bud. I just think at the end of the day, if you have the veteran quarterback, you should win this game. Okay. And it's not like Oregon's talent is not there. They have the talent. They had the number one player recruit last year out of high school, the defensive end. They bring back a solid offensive line. They've been your quarterback. This is Oregon's Super Bowl. Their season won't mean anything if they lose this game. That's why you've got to put go, all I'm, your chips I'm in. I'm going to go with the And Ducks. I think Auburn wins a close one. I mean, I'm sorry, Oregon? Sorry, Oregon. Oregon, 27-24 over Auburn. So we're going Pac-12 over the SEC. What a surprise. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do our college football predictions. Who's going to the Final Four? Who's going to win the Heisman? We'll get into all of that in a few. Keys to the City from All Noise Radio. We'll be right back, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. Now it's time to get to our college football preview. We made our predictions for this week. Now is the time. Who's going to the Final Four? 
Is it Clemson and Alabama in the national championship? We talked about it with Chaz. If you missed the early on part, if Clemson and Alabama get to the national championship again, or even play in the college football playoff, whether it's the semifinal, would it would it be bad college football? What would the parody? What would the statement be to college football if it was those two teams again playing for five straight years? I say that they're just far superior. That's just recruiting. You got the two best coaches. You got the two best coaches in college football. You got the best players on the team. Sorry, but guess what? You have Trevor and Tua and Dabo and Nick. And your recruiting classes and your recruiting are top- is our top five, top ten classes every year. I'm sorry, you are far superior. And the facts speak for it. I mean, think about the win-loss record is incredible. This for you the past, the win-loss record yes, for, for the, the past, past five, five seasons. seasons. Listen to the wins: Alabama sixty-seven and six, Clemson sixty-five and seven. The only only schools with winning percentage of ninety percent in I mean, the last ev- five years. It, Everybody know, it's, it's, gets it's, so upset about here's it. Here's the thing: we talked about it yesterday on the beach. They have the two best coaches in college football, by far, yeah. okay? They have the two best programs in football, by far. Now, everyone wants to talk about Georgia, and, and Georgia has rightfully so, but this is the difference. The two best players in college football are Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama and Trevor Lawrence. Tua might be the number one pick coming up in this year's draft, 2019. Trevor time. Lawrence is going to be the number one pick when he the comes following next year, year yeah. in 2020. So you're speaking volume, and you're talking about the most important position in all sports, and that's the quarterback. NFL, college, high school, it's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. When that, you- and, it, and when you have the best player, and then you have the best coaches, and the best recruiting classes, like you just said, Trev, they are so much more dominant and head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah, I mean, we talk Ted, about Georgia. See- Georgia's talent is just as good as those two teams. The difference is, can Jake Fromm be good enough to compete against two and Trevor Lawrence? Look, because he's got to be that good look, for them to go to the national championship. Look, last year when Notre Dame and Oklahoma played these teams, we saw how much better they were than those two teams. I mean, everybody said, "Oh, well, Ohio State should have made it, or Georgia should have made it." Look, they didn't. But who knows what would have happened? We saw when Clemson played Ohio State a couple years back. My Buckeyes got killed. They got shut out. 31 nothing to a Deshaun Watson team. I'm sorry, but everybody wants to complain that, oh, Clemson or like when, when Golden State and Cleveland were playing. They had, Cleveland had the best player in the world. And Golden State had the best team. I'm sorry, but when these two teams are getting the best recruits and they're dominating t- competition, I know their conferences are not as great. But when they're dominant, what do you want them to do? They're doing their part. They're far superior than everybody else. And it's been showing for the past five years. That's why they're in the college football playoff for the past five years. Now, if I call it. No, Alabama's been in it every year. Every year. Alabama missed one year. year. Yeah, the first year. Yes. Now, I'm going to quote Paul Feinbaum, who is the SEC analyst, one of the big ones across the country, ESPN analyst, college football, one of the big time guys. Now, the question was asked for him. It's been asked all all week. Is it healthy for college football if Alabama and Clemson's dominance for football? And he says, I think it's a problem for the sport, Feinbaum says. He goes, I don't see college football growing as its present time. And and to his fact, he is correct. Because this year, it's Alabama, Clemson, and then it's trying to figure out who else. Okay? Yeah, we've been saying it. Who's going to be 3-4? Next year, you expect Alabama and Clemson. And when, when you get the top recruits, I'm sorry, but kids are going to want to go to Alabama. Kids are going to want to go last, play at Clemson. The last time the championship game featured a program from a different part of the country was an inaugural playoff in 2014-15 when Ohio State took down Oregon. Yeah. 
I mean, what else do they have to do? I know, I know Chaz was very boisterous and, and displeased. Last year, there was no and, Big Ten, and, very there was, disple- and there was no Pac-12. He voiced his displeasure about Clemson and Alabama, and the ratings have showed. But look, what are you going to do? It's like the Patriots. It's like Golden State. What do, you, what do they expected to do? When they got the talent, most talented teams in the league or the best players, best coaches, what do you expect them to do? You have to beat them. And if you can't beat them, then guess what, ladies and gentlemen? That's what's going to happen. Come January 13th, it will be no surprise if we see Clemson and Alabama part five. And I'm that, sorry. And that is why going into the, our college football storylines, I think one of the biggest ones that we need to talk about quick, quick, is Michigan. Because I don't care Jim Harbaugh, I know you because you don't like the team up north. I don't like the team up north. He's an Ohio State fan. I don't like the team up north. But when it comes to Michigan, there was a reason why you brought Jim Harbaugh. You brought Jim Harbaugh on the same reason why Ohio State brought back Urban Meyer from retirement. The same reason why Texas A&M paid Jimbo Fisher as much money to pull him from Florida State. Mm -hmm. The reason why coach, premium coaching is very important. Jim Harbaugh, he's been there. Three straight double-digit wins. But can he get Michigan to the college football playoff? And first of all, I should actually, let me reverse that. Can he beat Ohio State first? Then can he get the Michigan Wolverines to a college football playoff? No, nope. because that is why you bring overrated. Jim, that's why you bring Jim Harbaugh there. Michigan's overrated, and they're not going to win this year either. So that's one of my biggest storylines going into Michigan. My biggest storyline: you got Michigan. That's a team. I got a player. I think, and we, and you already said his name. You mentioned it already. It's Jake Fromm. I mean, we know what two is going to do. We know what TL is going to do. That's what they do. They're great. He's Trevor, got a nickname? Tre- yeah, a TL. Nickname? You give him TL? Well, I could call him Trevor because all the greats have the name Trevor. <laughs> I'm kidding. It all comes down. They made a movie about me. Did they? they Ted. Did, yeah, they made a movie. They did. They made a movie about a teddy bear. Congratulations, Ted. You're a teddy bear. And they bear. made a part two. You're a damn teddy bear. And they made a part They're two. They're going to make a movie about Trevor Lawrence of his greatness. <laughs> I said it last yesterday. Jake Fromm. And we've be ta- been talking about this because Georgia seems like that third team that we're expected to get into the college football playoff. Their offensive line is going to be nasty, best in the country. They got DeAndre Swift. They might struggle with some receivers, but you know how Georgia is. They're, they got talent all over the place. It comes down to Jake Fromm. That's what it comes down to. We know what Tua and Trevor Lawrence are going to do. That's why they're going to be in the college football playoff. If Georgia wants to compete for a national championship, it relies on the shoulders of Jake Fromm. Plain and simple, that's it. Michigan is another team that faces a lot of pressure, but if there's a player in, in the entirety of college football, it's Jake Fromm. Yep, and then and then the, my overall take of college football this year, and I said this to you yesterday, like I said before on the beach, was last year it was all about the defensive players. If you just look at the NFL draft, the top 10 picks. Yeah. Majority of guys that we were talking about were defensive players. Joe Bo- Joey Bozes, the Ed Olivers, the Clint Farrell. I mean, Joey Bosa came back to college? Sorry, Nick Bosa. Get it right. The guy, we do that with the brothers. People make mistakes, just like people. Mom, people just like people mess up us. T- Trust me. People think I look like Ted, but I, I don't. And, and last year was about defense more so. This yep. year is 
the college football is built around the offense this year, and you're going to see. I mean, you talk about Herbert, Tua, from Martinez from Nebraska. You talk about Justin Fields, Jacob Eason. There are Shea Patterson from Shea Michigan Patterson's State. another the, one. There's uh, a, Kellen Moon from Texas A&M. Kellen, Ma- yes. There's another. I mean, that's another okay, one. So Kelly then, Bryant from Missouri. Though, there's a lot Jaylen of Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Sam yeah. Ellinger. I mean, yeah. you, so you're talking, and that we just mentioned most of those guys are quarterbacks, and, and most of the teams. So I was thinking about that, and then you think about like the wide receivers. There is an abundance of star receivers in college football. Alabama's got three of them that could be drafted in the in the NFL draft next year, maybe two in the first round. Then you got the kids from Clemson, two of them, T. Higgins, Justin Ross. You got the kid. We were just watching highlights. The other kid from Colorado. Chenault Jr. I forget how to say his first name. Whatever. It doesn't even matter. Kid Rondell Moore from Purdue. There's so much talent. Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. The offense in college football is loaded this year. You're going to see it front and center. I think the Heisman is going to be the closest race we've seen in so, years. So who do you got? And, and I wasn't going to make the Heisman prediction, but I'm just saying offense. And here's the other thing that's taken storm this year in college football. The transfer proto- portal. It's, it's played, think about it. What would Ohio State look like this year without Justin Fields? Who knows? What would Oklahoma look like with no Jalen Hurts and having a true freshman starting? Because that's what would have been the true freshman. Same thing with Ohio State. Same thing with Kelly Brown going to Missouri. Don't be surprised if Jalen Hurts comes out struggling and that kid, that freshman, comes in and plays. Don't be surprised. Jalen Hurts is not like – we're not – we all make it seem like Jalen Hurts is this second coming of – no, no, I don't think uh, no. uh, one of the best quarterbacks in college. I mean, he's twenty-six good. and two. I know he played for Alabama, but he's not going to. A we'll see how we'll see how good he really is in this type of offense too. He's had an offense where he can run the ball, play action, and guess what? Now he's going to be. This is an offense, a running gun, fast, up-tempo offense. I think it works to his favoritism. The, the Heisman, athleticism Heisman. Uh, let's just make it pretty clear. It's going to be a quarterback that's going to win the Heisman. I would be stunned if it's not a quarterback. The running back would have to do... Jonathan Taylor is one of the guys that I think not named a quarterback that would be in the conversation for Heisman. But when I think of Heisman, it's going to become a quarterback. Whether it's... Who who is it going to be? That's the question. Is it going to be Justin Herbert, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Adrian Martinez? So who is it going to be Jake Fromm, Ellinger? Is it going to be Jalen Hurts? I mean, there's five or six guys right there off the bat. Who is it going to be? It's, it's going to be a quarterback. I think we could just so narrow So are, are you doing your Heisman finals? Yes, I'm right doing now? my Heisman. So who, and would, make... who would be your top three right now going into week oh, one? Oh, that's easy. It's, it's Trevor Lawrence, Tua, and I put Justin Herbert. See, I think the only thing that could hurt Trevor Lawrence. those are the three best quarterbacks in college football. Here's what I think could hurt Trevor Lawrence. And, and I'm going to use the Reggie Bush, Matt Weiner thing. Is his, is his co-partner last night, Travis Etney. Travis Etney. I mean, last night he had 12 carries for over 200 yards and, and two touchdowns. He could he could have 2,000 yards rushing this year, and he could get Heisman votes, which could take away oh, from Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence is not going away from the Heisman. No, I'm not saying that, but it could take away votes. Okay. Jared Judy could take away votes from Tua this year. Oh, yeah, of course. There's so many So guys. who's your Heisman top three? You make it seem like you're not going to pick a quarterback. No, I'm definitely going to. So def- who are you picking? I'm going to have two and Trevor Lawrence because I put the both, so both teams are going to be undefeated. And, and you got to think about that. A lot of times, it, it really – the guy could be the best player in the field, but if his team is losing, it hurts him. Okay. That's what I think could hurt Justin Herbert. If his team is not in contention, he yeah. will fall out of the Heisman race even if he puts out – So who's number, number three then? 
I think it comes down to the winner of the Oklahoma-Texas game, Sam Ellinger and, okay. and like Jalen Hurts. If Oklahoma is riding high, I think it's going to be Jalen Hurts the reason why. If not, it's going to be Sam Ellinger. Who's winning the Heisman? Chua. Okay. I got Trevor Lawrence. I think Chua. I think he's motivated from last year after losing it all year. I think and Trevor I, Lawrence is just going to – he's going to have a full season now. And I think he's just going to prove to people. There's so many I, people that are that that have said he's great. That he's really going to come out. I know he started off a little slow last night. I also but I expect him. To I have also huge think numbers the reason year. why, and I said this yesterday, was Tua having more bigger games during the season than Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Trevor Lawrence doesn't have that spotlight game. Okay. Where Tua has multiple games like that. He has the SEC championship game possibly against Georgia. He has a game against LSU. He has Texas A&M. There's bigger matchups for him to really okay. propel him forward where Tre- Trevor okay. Lawrence doesn't okay. in a week ACC. So the college football playoff. Let's make our final four predictions. I think we at least know our two. Two is Alabama and Clemson. I'm expecting Ohio State and Georgia. I think the, uh, the, the winner of the, uh, the Michigan-Ohio State will get into the playoff. I expect Ohio State once again to prevail because they are the daddies of Michigan right now. I'm going to make my prediction, but then I have one quick question ended on that. Why I have, am I, I have, not surprised I have, by that? So I have Alabama, Clemson, Michigan. Who's your fifth team? Michigan. No, no, no. Michigan and Georgia. But if both teams go undefeated, Alabama or Georgia, and one of them loses, do you think that would – they would eliminate that team from someone else. Yeah, because it happened last year. I just think that if there's an undefeated team, if there's five undefeated teams and Alabama or Georgia has a one-loss game, how can you leave out the undefeated team? Okay, so... If it's Michigan... Say Ohio State's undefeated. Or say a a Pac-12. No, a Pac-12 team. Okay, say a Washington or a Utah or, or an Oregon or undefeated. And... And Alabama or Georgia have that one loss. In the SEC are you putting, championship game, are you they're putting, both are you, are you putting, knowing I think a team like Oregon gets in because of that big win against this win. If they, if what, Oregon, what, if, what if it's if, Washington or, U, or Utah, which Utah is one of the favorites in the Pac-12? I, I, I would not see it then. I know. I think it's because of market. I'm markability. Just, I'm, just, I'm just asking. I think that, then that comes into play of markability. I'm just if, asking. If, a Michigan, if Alabama, let's be honest, if Alabama's not in the college football playoff, there will be people that love it, but you want to talk about ratings dipping? Try seeing no Alabama in there. Watch how far the dip ratings dip. That's all I'm trying to say. So I got Clemson and Alabama 1-2, Georgia 3, Ohio State 4. I expect Clemson and Alabama to be in the national championship once again. And for the winner, I'm going roll tide. So am I. I'm, I'm going roll tide. I think Alabama wins this year. I but got I, roll tide, and I expect it to be another classic. Not last year. I expect it to be a classic. I expect it to be, hey, part five. Guess what? If you don't like it, then do something about it, people. Two, and, and, and I'm looking for the two biggest rivalry games this year. I'm looking for the Red River shootout game as the most important, and I'm looking for that Michigan-Ohio State game. I can't wait. Can't wait. I can't wait. November 30th. College football is starting. Big weekend for college football. I'm excited. Oregon-Auburn. Massive implications for the playoff. We'll see what happens. But the inevitable is coming. Clemson, Alabama, part five. It will happen. If you got a problem with it, you better do something about it to the rest of college football. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking a break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by the Joseph McGuire to talk some New York Yankee baseball. James Paxson, Judge is hot. Who's the face of the franchise? Could it be Judge, Torres, or could it be both? We'll talk about that all with Joe. Keys to the City from All Noise Radio. We'll be right back, folks. 
You want sports? We've got sports. Here on Keys to the City, brought to you by All Noise Radio. Here's your host, Trevor and Ted. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City, the host of the Road Call, the president of Clovercrest Media, the usual, the fan favorite, the weekly guest. You're not even a guest. You're just a you're a part of the show. I like that. You're just part you're, of the you're show. You're not even you're, you're just not a weekly you're not a guest anymore. You're you're family. You're a Keys to the City family member now. How's that feel? Joe Keys. <laughs> I love it. Great, right? Right Just put out. that under my name. Just I wonder if Joe I wonder Keys. if dad's watching right now. He's like oh. <laughs> JK. JK. Yanks playing hot. Judge playing hot. We talked about him last week. It's amazing. It's another guy. We talked about him last week. I swear to God, we should have a segment of who we're going to talk crap about for this week, and let's see how they do the next uh, week. One we, other guy. One other guy. You know, because our, you know our buddy Steve Rizzer, who loves it, yeah, show, who bashed me about. Remember, Mike Ford's oh, not my, a good hitter. Mike Ford's that a major league hitter was what he said. He doesn't belong there. Now I looked up. Now we were joking because one of my. Colleagues I work with, huge, huge Yankee fan for 50 years, okay? He's a little bit older than me. We were talking about Mike Ford, and he's like, he's not, he, you know, he can't hit for crap. He's like, what is he, below the Mendoza line? I looked, and he was batting 191. But I looked at the thing. He was 20 for 91 at bats, and I'm like, do you know if he has 10 more hits? He's batting 300. Right. That's the difference where he was at right now. He's 10 more hits. He's playing five more hits, he's batting 250. 10 more, he's batting 300. So, and he struggled a little bit. But you could see right now, as we've talked with multiple guys, when you start playing on the regular basis and you start getting those at-bats, now maybe it's a hot streak, but who cares? He's showing potential that he could be the future first There's base, a, or at least that guy speak, to go with Luke Voigt going forward. He's proven it the last two weeks. Speaking of future, I, talk, I posted a poll this week, and I'm looking at the results right now. Got 600 after 611 votes. You saw the question, right? I saw the question, and I'm and shocked was, by the response. And I, no, but I was thinking. Also, I'm glad you agreed with no, him. No, but I was also thinking about it last night. I was like, "Ask Ted. Can there be both? Can both Glaber Torres and Aaron Judge be the face of the franchise, or do we always have to have nowadays that one guy that's going to be like you had Jeter, you had Jeter and our, Mariano? But Jeter was always the the guy that Mariano was there, but Jeter was always it seemed like he was the one that everybody went to as the yeah. face because of the franchise. Because he's the shortstop, and the other guy so, was a reliever. So that's what I'm trying to say. Can well, they, too, can, can Judge is, be it, or Torres, or can both be the faces of the New York Yankees? Well, both can. Both can. You know, part of the whole thing with Marion Rivera was the fact that he doesn't speak English. It's hard to be the face of a franchise if is you don't speak to, is English. Is that where Torres gets kind of hurt, too? Cause I he does th- it cause, probably. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Same thing with Gary can Sanchez. I, can I be a little ignorant or something stupid right now? We, they they don't when they when Tanaka and Sanchez. Why do you want to say that? Well, do I don't care. I want, to, I, I want to ask like in, in kind of a dumb way. Sanchez, when they ask him in post game, has an interpreter. So does Tanaka. Yeah. So how do the two of them communicate when they're both pitching and catching together and they don't they need interpreters? Gary speaks uh, Japanese fluently. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you, you know what? what? I was like, I'm what joking. <laughs> no, I, that's a good question. It's a really good how question. They- I, I'll tell you the answer. First of all, all of these guys speak English. They just don't speak it well enough that they're comfortable doing it on camera or 
you know, if they misunderstand something, which is still certainly possible, they could sound stupid. And so it's just, just more, asking, it's a comfort thing, and, but, uh, and, and I, my understanding is Gary Sanchez knows, as does Austin Romine, some of, some key phrases in Japanese yeah. so that they can help calm him down or, or communicate a little bit better. But I'm, Tanaka loves to swear, is my understanding. He's, fa- Jeter taught him swears, <laughs> and he's fascinated by curse words. I love it. So they communicate pretty well, although <laughs> earlier in the season, and it seemed like maybe they were speaking different languages. Do you think Judge is better suited to be the face of the New York Yankees because of the market, the the size, being a right fielder? I mean, the well, he has see, the Judge I mean, Chambers. Like he's become I mean, is a he, name. Is it, is he it, looks like New York. He's got yeah. the, the 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 demeanor of, of of Jeter, and he's got the 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 size and structure of a skyscraper. Bigger Babe than Babe Ruth. Sure, type of, he's bigger than again. Life. I mean, him and Stanton, and understand Giancarlo Stanton's not going anywhere for a really long time. Now he could opt out after twenty twenty. But he's not, he's not going that, anywhere. He's not, gonna he's get not getting that money anywhere else. He's not opting out. It would be, it would. I'm sure the Yankees would allow it to go down. Yeah, and he would only be, he'd only be hurting himself. I think having, you know, the twin towers, so to speak. Come on, I mean, it, that's New York. Yeah, and I, that's what these guys could be for a long time. Glaber Torres is great. Yes. I predicted his greatness two years ago. I knew so this kid I, was yep. going to be a stud. So did I. I said he would be a 30, 40 home run guy, possibly. I didn't think he'd get it done in his second year. But I saw the potential for a guy that, that could hit 40. Honestly, I wouldn't have thought this year would have been the year, but he's on his way. I mean, I think he's going to be the best player for the New York Yankees for the next 10 to 12 years. I not, said, Aaron, not Aaron Judge he, he, or not Gary Sanchez. Here's the thing. Torres I said when he, fir- when he first came up, I said this kid was the this kid was the spark plug the Yankees needed, and he's been okay. that since. I think he's the best player so, on the New York Yankees. Cashman, this is the trade for Chapman. This is the guy oh, yeah, we got for is, Chapman. Yeah. So, great move. It worked out for both teams. He's never going they anywhere. Won, they won the World Series. We got Glaber Torres. I think as a player, Glaber Torres – could and should be the face of the franchise. If he can just improve, and I said this in one of the Facebook cards, just a little bit defensively where he's – we don't look at him as a deficiency on the defensive because I don't think people look at him the same way defensively like they look at Jeter. Jeter was a very good defensive player. He just couldn't hit like Glaber. Now, Glaber is – Probably one of the best infield hitters in all of baseball, maybe only behind Aaron Otto and a couple He might hit 40 home runs this year. And he could be a 340 home run, probably more consistently 35 home runs and 30 R- and 100 RBIs. But Judge, we, Joe talked about it. Right now, it's going to be judged because of his marketability. He's six foot six, six foot seven. He's got the Judge Chambers. I mean, the guy had his own little section in Yankee Stadium, he still does and he have. hadn't even played a full season. So you speak of his marketability. That's what will make him the face. But I think when you really look at the team overall, it will be Glaber in the I long just, run. I was just and surprised. And people said because Judge is the homegrown kid where Glaber was taken I was in su- as a trade. I was surprised by the results. I did not think it'd be that much. I think people that like Judge. Th- I mean, I mean, I love Judge, but I'll put it oh, this, we all do. Don't get me if wrong. You, I'm just you saying. can make other than, because we know this and I posted this on, I sent this in our group. Mike Trout's the best player in baseball by far. It's not even close. But if you were to make a face of the Major League Baseball, it could be Aaron Judge. Yeah, he's easily. he's the most people where they recognize. It's not Nolan Arenado. It's not Mike Trout. People know Aaron Judge. I'll be man. honest. Nolan Arenado could walk into this room right now, and I Trevor Nolan. don't even know what his. I know I you're like right. the best player in baseball. Well, because like, yeah, you got that man. poster over your bed. I no, I, even, I know. I do. I, I wouldn't have, even know what he looks like. Honest co- to God, Kobe Bryant, I have a Kobe Bryant poster actually. <laughs> I do have a Kobe. 
I just I was just curious. I wanted to post that. I want to see what people think. And I'm surprised that the results came out 63-37. And I thank all the people that voted, commented as well. Put it on the Yankee page. A lot of people said both. I saw a lot of that. So so I have- I appreciate all the the feedback and everything from that. I was just surprised by the results. A lot, of, the t- a lot of fluke injuries for Judge. Yeah. It's not, you know, I mean, I've heard the word injury prone applied to him like he's Bird or, or Ellsbury, and that's not the case. I mean, getting hit in the wrist and your wrist breaking is normal. Yeah. That's how it works. Obliques, those get pulled in, in this game. I mean, Aaron Hicks is a perfect example. To, to see a guy be able to bounce back from that like he's done. We know the injury's not healed, won't really be healed until some rest happens in the offseason. He's obviously figured out how to hit the ball oh, and maximize that. whatever that pain must be like when he's doing it. I mean, I totally give him all the credit in the world. I totally, I totally forgot to hit his home runs now. I, yeah, I told he is hot. He's, and he's we were bashing everything. him last week. That's we what were. I'm saying. We were bashing. We gotta have like a segment each we, week or something. I remember we talking were, trash about the Then day. let's do it about Jay Hap, because he needs our help. Okay. So, well, right. hey, we did it against the Kraken, and then he got hot again. Yeah, we so did it against done, our Encarnacion. How about those? How about, how about him throwing runners out on the bases like oh, nobody's know. business? Why Two. is anyone running on him? He did it twice in the same well, inning. Why'd you do it? Well, why? Well, Paxton was pitching. He walked a couple batters. Five of the six batters. Speaking of Paxton, there's one of our so, questions. Well, one of our to... yeah, I want yes, one of our questions, and well, it'll lead yes. into that as well. Paxton, you do you think he's the key for the New York Yankees pitching staff because he's hot right now? Uh-huh. But we all say Tanaka, he's been pitching great, and Sever Sevy's gonna come back. But is Paxton really the key though? Because this is what we traded for yes. him. We expect Tanaka in the postseason to pitch well. No matter what his regular season looks like, no matter what the last couple starts of the year look like, come postseason time, he delivers. He's done that since he got to the Yankees. You always feel good about that. We talked about Severino back, you know, and and a little dicey. Yeah, better better as he as he's yeah. gotten more postseason experience. Um, Herman is is having a great season. Never pitched in a postseason. So, yeah, it's, for me, pa- it's, it's like, you know, you no, can't, no, but you don't you can't start Shef- him first. You didn't trade Justice Sheffield I think and James I, Paxson. I mean, the way he's pitching listen, right now. James Paxson, this is, you brought in to be your second ace. Really, you read about yeah. that. They were talking on Michael K. show. He's won six straight starts. Okay. Yeah, he's had some ups and downs. I wa- he, I watched him against the Dodgers series. I didn't realize he had a 97, 98 mile an hour fastball. I mean, he was clocking it up there, and he looked dominant. Yeah. Then I watched him. The he looks good now. Yeah, he has those faulty innings, like we said, Jay, Joe. No G. first inning uh, runs for the now. first time. You know, 10.57 ERA in that first inning. And then after that, he's he's stellar, stellar, stellar. How do you th- how do you feel about that? Ted just called you G. I'll take it. <laughs> G, as in giant fan extraordinaire. 6-0 <laughs> in the month of August for Paxton. Won his last six starts at 3.57 ERA, 39Ks and 35 innings. He's been using the curveball more, which only back, helps. That, that backside curveball. Which only helps when, again, that you know, fastball. the velocity. He's been a 97, 98 guy. And this year, 94, 95. But when you throw the 97, 98, wasn't that's, there. That, there's a difference. Oh, it looks big go- difference. It looks good, too, when and, the offense is And here's is the thing. The we yeah. talked about this. The way I look at it, it's the Yankees and the Astros, okay? they We know what they have for their first lineup, three pitchers. They're going to go Verlander, they're going to go Cole, and they're going to go Granke. The Yankees, we know we're gonna, they're probably going to go Tanaka, one. 
Maybe they go Herman too. We don't know. No, maybe go maybe Herman too. They may go Herman too no. if they're home, home. because Paxton. his He's better home at road home. splits. He's terrible on the road, I'll which take, makes no sense. I'll take Paxton too. No, I'll but, take Paxton but here's the thing: when you, I don't want Herman starting Game Three. No, I don't either. With the pressure, somewhere else. Again, yeah. it's going to depend on on so whether we're home, home or advantage. away. Yes. But the matchup to know that you're going against the Astros, you're like, all right, I feel comfortable with Tanaka Game One home. He's pitched here; he knows how to play. He pitches well at home. Herman is the wild card, but I don't he's, he's a better. Home I don't start. worry about Greinke. And then Paxton, you know, I, it's I, like, all right, I got a veteran guy. It's a lefty. He does well. He pitches well against the Astros. I know I can match him up against. I don't Greinke. worry about Greinke. Greinke doesn't match up well against the Yes, I don't worry about Greinke at all. I mean, Cole's. Nasty, and oh, Verlander. We know what Verlander is, but I do not fear Grinky. I think Grinky's a good pitcher. But when he goes you against the Yankees, fear, you that's fear his anyone. highest ERA is against Listen, the New York Yankees. You yeah. like fear 11, it's like eleven point four. Well, so it's funny, and 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 I'd like us to discuss this for a minute because one of the big arguments I've heard from people is, you know, come postseason time, the home runs don't matter. It's great pitching versus versus hitting. Seventy home runs in August. And counting tonight. Do you have any doubt that this team's going to homer straight through the playoffs? I do. Oh, no doubt. Oh, doubt. No doubt. They're right. Their best bet to get to Verlander in Cole is not going to be playing small ball. And anybody who thinks that is a moron. All you need is two good hits. Yes. Two good hits. Like Kyle Seager, had, they had one hit to get Paxton the other night, and it was a two-run shot. And you can get right back in the game like that. You pull Verlander or Cole by the fifth or sixth, get to their bullpen. And we know and if the Yankees get to the bullpen, hey, it's going to be It's all hard. over. It's and here's all you got to do. And I... You know, it's funny. You said Hicks before. I even forgot. I swear to God, I forgot about it. And I didn't forget about him. But the way the Yankees are playing right now with the guys that are on the field, it's a, that is, it's, people want to talk about the It's an incredible story to think about the Yankees as really an underdog. Think about the team that's out there. Speaking of what you just said. Oh, you, uh, you going to ask the question? No, no, no. It's not a question. It's not a question yet. I was, I was talking to a couple people last weekend about this. And I came up with the perfect word for this New York Yankees season if they did not win a World Series. Wouldn't it be bust? Wouldn't it be disappointment? It'd be sadness. I'd be, leg- I'd be very sad because of how much they've overcome this entire year to have almost 25 players out with injuries and to still have the best record in baseball and to have guys like Gio come up clutch, Toutman to come up clutch. And if the Yankees were to lose in the World Series or something, it would just be sadness. I wouldn't say, oh, this is a bust year or I would be dis- I'd be sad because this team has done everything they've could. They faced every major obstacle in their way and they've overcome it. Like no other team I've seen in the past... 20 years and that's why I keep saying it people are like it's a it's pretty interesting I'm like yes you can't be mad about this team if they don't win a world series you can't be disappointed you just got to be sad because everything that's fa- that's come into their lane they've literally overcome it and moved out of the way and look at them right now they're the best team in baseball and to, with guys I would be that at the beginning of the year we're thinking are blue chip players not my own generational talent I would be little, I'd be a little bit more mad than sad no just, I would not be mad I'd be sad I understand what you're saying I'd be sad because and, and, and he's right sadness I'm gonna agree with with Trevor and I'll tell you why yes finally <laughs> They've overcome so much. Yes. And one of the main things they've overcome is very inconsistent and at times poor starting pitching. Yes. On top of the 31 guys on the IL, on top of Bird and Duhar, guys who have been, Seve, out for the whole season. Yeah. Any other team 
that had to face this would be 20 games under 500, and they just chalked this up to a lost year. The fact that the Yankees have the best record in baseball, and I don't want to call them the best team in baseball because do you not think they're the best team? No, it's 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 based they're on your opinion. They're one of the best three. It's oh yeah, it's all based on your opinion. Okay, that's all. That's all I'm trying to say. I wouldn't think of any other word other than sadness for me for this Yankee team. I agree because of what they've done. Yes. If they fall short of the goal, it's like, man, they... Like, We're right there. We know, did everything we had at, to. Look at 2001. Think about after the that's World Trade sa- that's Center. sadness. Think about, you know, that Yankee team. That wasn't even a great Yankee team. That was the end of that long run of yeah, World yeah. Series. That, that it was team coming was, to the end. Paul O'Neill was, was retiring. That was the end of the Yankees. Now court. I'm thinking like, of Game 5 when they were chanting, you're going to make me cry. I will cry at that. Um, <laughs> I love it. For me, that World Series was sadness. It wasn't disappointment. Well, there it was, was so sadness much, because... That was so much because of the 9-11. Absolutely. And, that's why, and the whole world basically... Had, they, the Yankees had the world... On their shoulders well, the when first they resumed. Time, I mean, it, it for was, the first time, it you was fe- sad. You felt like everybody in the world wanted the New York Yankees to win a World Series. Yes. So <laughs> that's how I feel about this. I mean, how can you hate this New York Yankees team? I know it's the Yankees, but for people that are we not the most we, athletic players or the best players, you look at this New York Yankee team and look what they've done. And for them to be where the position they are right now, to be dominating the AL East, to possibly getting home field advantage, to be in the best team in baseball for majority of the season with all these injuries, if they do not get to a World Series or lose in the World Series, I would be de- it would be very, very devastating. That's the other thing, too, for anybody who wants to discount or discredit this Yankee team. They have been phenomenal from year. the word go, yes. despite all the injuries, yes. despite the bad starting pitching, I, I, I don't understand what the argument against this team is by anybody. I, I they didn't, they and, didn't buy all the players that are on the field right now. They're right. So anybody that wants to continue to make those statements, the buy, the way, that's over so five, ten. Marcus Stroman, a four nine one ERA since the deadline, and Trevor Bauer, a seven six two. Yeah, and Keiko hasn't been that great for the Braves. No. Yet. So well, here's all these moves the Yankees okay, so here, make. Yes. So it's all, all brilliant. I'm gonna, great job, Cash. I'm gonna I'm gonna right. make a, I'm gonna make a comment and then I will transition to what we're really gonna talk about. How about we talk about the Mets last week? How did the Mets do this little past week? Are Mets fans watching right now? Remember all those Mets fans by that the loved them? Yeah. And yes. then got swept by the Cubs. So How about that pathetic game where uh, DeGrom scored their only run with an oppo? Oppo home run. In Come pitch. on. Okay. Now also, when pitchers are starting to hit oppo, can we just say the ball's juiced? Hey, can, hey, Mets fans, can we uh And I'm not, dis- I'm, not, I'm not dissing the Mets. They had a super well They were hot, hot for three streak. weeks. An amazing three weeks. But Hang your hat th- on They're that. not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> no, they're done. So, now let's transition. See you later, Mets fans. To the last part of this MLB section. What we're talking oh, realistically, about Yankee. Yankee talk. Okay, so... I thought about this yesterday, and I said, how can I phrase this? Now, I'm gonna, this isn't a two-part question. First question is, is the Yankees-Dodgers inevitable? And then what I said built off of that question was to Trev yesterday. If the Yankees make the World Series, will they be better prepared for the Dodgers than the Dodgers will if they make, meet the Yankees in the World Series? Are you, you and the reason why I said that is because the Dodgers and then Everyone else All in right. the West. Let them go. The AL, hold on, and it's not a question. The AL is the Yankees, the Indians, the Astros. No, there's three, Oakland, there's three, four or five no, teams. No, it's going to be the Dodgers versus the Yankees or the Astros. That's it. Nope. Come I on, see, bro. Stop. So go. Stop with Cleveland. No. I, but they're better competition. I than agree. Any. I agree with you 100% here, Ted. I'm sorry, Trevor. You I hate to it, say this. You don't think it's just the Yankees and I Astros think the, or the Indians certainly have – the Indians oh, have enough – 
to get by either the Yankees or the Astros. I do think that. I don't think they will. After that year, they lost to the Yankees in the DS with that best record in baseball. No, no, I'll I, never. I, I, I I'll never. You're gonna hold that against Trev, them from like two years ago. Trev, but, you can't hold that against them. But they were them. so good last Trev, year. They're dealing. It's a different so much, team. They're dealing with so many injuries Trev, right do now. I, think, I don't take them. Trev, serious. here's the thing, though. Do I think they're gonna get there? No, I agree with you. But when you look at the Cleveland Indians or the Oakland A's, and then you look at the teams in the NL, really, the Dodgers are the class of the National League, oh, yeah. and it's not even close. They've been the class of the NL. Yes. For the past four or five I years. Mean, yeah, but there was the Cubs were right yeah, there. Four and or the five Nationals, years. And I know you don't take the Nationals, but they were there. Now it's really even more so this year than anyone else. So you think it's the inevitable? I, I, I do, especially the Dodgers. I think Yankees or Astros is probably a 98% yes. That's do I do I think do I think anybody could upset the Dodgers in in the National League? No, no, I don't. I don't. I would put all my money on the Dodgers getting to the World Series in the American League. Could the Yankees lose a five gamer in the first round to Cleveland? Yeah. No. Minnesota? Yeah. No. Could Minnesota take out the Astros in a five gamer? I think so. I think these again. I think when you're looking at especially with the Twins with the home runs. I mean, some of these are game changers. Yeah. You know, Nelson Cruz hits three in a game. He's done it. How many? times this season you know you're could, all over do you know how i compare the astros and the yankees i compare it to alabama and clemson to every other team in college football i think there's good teams like a georgia and an ohio state oklahoma good teams they ain't beating alabama but, clemson there's good teams like the indians the rays Trev, the twins they ain't beating the yankees Trev, or astros now this is the question now this is the question built off of that i just thought about this to you and joe would it hurt the Yankees and Astros? Does it hurt the Yankees and Astros? Because those, these teams might have to go seven against each other. So, you know, like in football or yes, in basketball, yes. you, have to, you burn out more because of competition. Where the Dodgers could go sweep five-game series and then have ten days off before they have to play game one. Where the Yankees and Astros could go seven games and you're working your bullpen and hit. I, I'm, only, I'm asking both of you. I, I you would think? say this as far as if the Dodgers were to get there, say in a sweeping fashion. Look at what's happened to them the last couple of years. Yep. And you're sitting Lost for in five games past, and now years. you're sitting four or five days waiting to see who you're going to play. And mm-hmm. I think it, the mental part of the game starts to affect you. I mean, I think the Yankees are better prepared for anybody like you said just the Dodgers I think they'll be better prepared than anybody else because we and Joe said it multiple times we've said it multiple times no team can face the injuries that this Yankee team has had and still be great. They should have swept the Dodgers. If the Indians lost Lindor, they lost Jose Ramirez, that's a big loss. If they lost Kluber, Clevenger, Carrasco, all these guys and they were out for long periods of time. Which they have been. They're all right, but they had a struggle period. The Yankees have been dominant for all year. The Dodgers don't know about the Dodgers. If Bellinger was out for the whole... Say Bellinger was out for majority of this year. Muncie just got injured. He was out for majority. Kelly Jansen Kers- just blew his six straight... Kershaw. Saved the other night. That's oh, another thing. Their bullpen. The Yankees' bullpen's been great. The Twins. Anyone, even the Astros. If the Astros lost their big four, Springer, or big three, Correa and Altuve, for long periods of time, they'd be good. But they wouldn't be like the Yankees. They, the Yankees would be better equipped than anybody and more prepared than anybody going to the postseason just because of that factor, the injuries. I'm telling the injuries play a massive role Let me going piggyback forward. onto that for a minute because I think you're you, a thousand because, percent yes, right on all sta- that. you stated it. The, uh, oh, you're just quoting me. I love it. Of course. <laughs> the other thing, the team that just whooped on the Dodgers, and you're right, should have swept them. Baseball admitted Glaber should have scored. It's going to be a different Yankee team. 
it's actually going to be a better Yankee team when you consider that Encarnacion and Stanton and Voight and Hicks and Seve and Betances. Who, who are you leaving on the bench Montgomery. with those three? Who are you putting on the bench? Maybe Talkman or maybe well, no, other superstar. I mean, well, no, no, look, the Yankees could split into two teams and still probably take out 80% of baseball. I mean, baseball. think about it. Who's going to be on the bench of those three? Voight? Stanton or Encarnacion. Someone's going to have to sit. I mean, you think about Talman, Mabin. Guys My have been point so is, hot. The Yankees beat the Dodgers with the best the Dodgers had. They crushed crush you. Oh, yeah. Yes. Listen, he has an inning stink, too. I was reading. And I they did beat not up, realize. And they beat up he, on Kershaw. Yes. That To me, that's the big difference. The, this was your best team. The Dodgers brought everybody with we them. We had CC. Bellinger was horrible. I mean, they just they did not look good against the Yankees. CC 2-1 And this isn't even the real Yankees. Yeah. This isn't even the postseason Yankees you I'm almost even, got swept by. I'm not even mad about the 2-1 loss because they lost 2-1. CC pitched great. I mean... I'll take that any day. 2 1? Okay, that's fine. Then they come back on Sunday night and beat up on Kershaw. That's why the Yankees will be better equipped and better prepared for any other team, and there's not even close. The Astros wouldn't be able to. The Astros is rooting for Yankees, Dodgers. They need this. I'm telling you, listen. If it's the Astros and Dodgers, they need it. No no one wants to see the Astros, Dodgers. Not again. They have to have the Dodgers. I think, unless our our good old follower and friend. Yeah, and I'm not knocking the Astros because they're they are a great team. Market, but marketability. If, if baseball want in, at the end of October, early November, if they want to compete with college football and base, I mean, um, in football and basketball coming back too. Yes, if they want to be in the same book, the breath okay, as them, they have to have Yankees Dodgers because. You saw East in the three-game series Yankees-Dodgers The excitement in the crowd There was a good Yankee crowd there, too Oh, yeah, there was I mean, it's the Big Yankees time. It's like the Pittsburgh Steelers it's my favorite thing about L.A. The people are fake and so are the fans Gotta love There's that no LA. real you gotta love that. There. You gotta love that L.A. crowd out Sometimes there Sometimes it's Dodgers fans chanting Let's go Yankees They're that, wearing the blue so hat the, So to answer Yankees. your question It's not just the Dodgers It's the entire MLB and the team's contending for a playoff because no other team can be able to withstand the injuries that the Yankees have or any what the Yankees have and still be able to be dominant. Imagine a Minnesota-Milwaukee World Series. I wouldn't watch. Uh, uh, why would you? And that's what – I'm just kind of off your point. I mean, media market one versus two, Yankees-Dodgers – um, they would met how many nine times in, in 11, the World Series? 11. 11, is it? Yeah. And the Yankees have won. Eight and three. Eight and three. Eight, all right. That's the World Series you want for a million reasons. I think that's what the fans. My are, point I think is, that's what baseball's been wanting the past couple of years, and they just the Yankees are this close, and they're just Houston, Milwaukee. No, last year was two last, last, last year was good that. with Boston, yeah. Boston, LA, but New York is because the Yankees, of the yeah, you'll Boston, take Boston, LA. LA. That's cool. But that's Yan- a good one. But Yan- and, and because of B- but Yankees, LA, Lakers, stop Celtics. Shaking your head yeah. over there. Stop shaking your head over there. I see you, Boston fan. We got another. He's got a Boston, and he's got a Canadian's hat on. What's up with that? What's going on with that? Like I think that's just mad respect for the <laughs> NHL. Yeah, and it's that, that's what I'm saying. Just to finish up with that, the Yankees, <laughs> sadness, and they're better prepared than any other team. No it, sadness, bro. Straightforward. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, Straightforward. Like the movie 300. Charge, and we're coming right for you, baby. That's it. Ain't stopping us. The Harder. Yankees are 37-25 and 25 versus teams that are 500 or better. It is the best record in baseball. So, again, the argument that the Yankees are only beating up on bad teams or that their pitchers the are horrible. The AL is better than the NL. Who are they beating up on bad? The Dodgers yep. are beating up on bad competition. That's just that's – just So, so did Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland got good by 
by feasting on Kansas City and Detroit for a month. That was pretty much all they played for a month, and they were able to get themselves back into contention. So, And I noticed nobody was nobody brought that up. Or the fact that Tampa, I believe, just beat um, – no, no, I'm sorry. I think Cleveland just beat the Tigers for the 14th time in a row. They did get swept by the Mets. Too. Yeah, 14 times in a row. And, now, and I'm not hearing a word about the unbalanced schedule now. Two weeks ago when it was Yankees-Baltimore, people wanted to literally change the schedule – Another team does it, and no one... Because it's the Yankees. It's a blip. Nobody cares. Don't worry. Yankee fans are happy right now. We're playing great. Big weekend against the A's. Let's see if we can take that again, too. Take two or three. I'll take two or three. I want a sweep. I want justice. I want revenge. Good point. I want sweep, too. You, but the Yankees because are Because you're competing for the best record in baseball. Don't forget. At the end of the day, you still want game seven. Yeah, hey, but but I don't fear game seven in the Dodgers like I do game seven in Houston. Good news, Matanzas and Severino could be... Pitching this throw, They're pitching, throwing, good news. That's very good news to know for Yankee fans. Coming for her. But Yankee fans are happy. The Yankees are playing hot. And all the Yankee haters, shush. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking our final break. We're going to be talking NFL season preview as well. Joe, as always. Thanks for having me on. Hey, happy Labor Day. Have a great weekend. Happy Labor Day to you boys, Be too. safe. All right? Always. Stay out of trouble. Always am. Any wiffle ball for you? We're playing wiffle ball tomorrow, actually. Are you really? We're playing with our boys tomorrow. What time? Four uh, four at noon. Yeah, maybe I'll, uh, at the I'll swing by. <laughs> There's a tournament coming up uh, September 25th in Meriden, if you guys have any interest. It's a full-day tournament, lots of prizes. It's probably on a Saturday. So we'll figure it Well, I guess we'll have to figure it we out. We could talk. Joe, have a great weekend. That is the fan favorite, Joe Aguirre, talking New York Yankee baseball. You can follow him. He's got a lot of stuff. He writes a lot of great articles. If you're a Yankee fan, go check him out. Roll call. Joe, thank you again, my friend. We'll be back talking NFL what to expect for this upcoming NFL season. What are our predictions? We'll give it all. Keys to the city. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Keys to the City, brought to you by All Noise Radio. Here's your host, Trevor and Ted. gentlemen we are back clovercrest media presents keys to the city if you missed uh, earlier in the show you can check us out spotify youtube facebook go check us out instagram twitter we're all over the place keys to the city bigger and better things coming and speaking of bigger and better things the nfl season's right around the corner six days away until fo- I can't believe football's back, man. I love it. Just to know that football Best is back. time of the year. Are you sure about that, Ted? Because I know you like to complain because summer's going away. And I know you love that summer. Well, it's still I nice. I know you love that summer weather. It is still nice out. So that's it is still nice. But the boys are falling back. We had our college football preview early on. Made our predictions. Now it's time. Yeah, that was in the first part of the show. If you now missed it- anything for college football, that was the first 30 minutes of the show. We talked about baseball. We just had some baseball talk, New York Yankees. We talked about that with the fan favorite, Joe Aguirre. Now it's time for our NFL preview. Dun, What's going to Well, you already know who's in. You already- <laughs> You're out of your mind. Well, before we even get to a Super Bowl, I already have half of the Super Bowl. You already know my Super Bowl prediction for half of it. 
but I'll give you the other well, team. Uh, I don't need to do we that. We won't one. do it, but I've already said it back in February what my Super Bowl well, will be. And for we've been the talking AFC. the NFL last couple weeks. We've Dude, talked the about, NFL's huge right now. You got holdouts. You got big name players. What's going on with We just had our fantasy football draft the other night. Fantasy football draft. We were talking about that. Big holdouts right now. A lot of question marks going into the season. We've talked about pressured teams, pressured players earlier in the I last mean, past I mean, if you weeks. think about it, the whole NFC East, I mean, there's pressure every year for every team. But the NFC East is mammoth of pressure when it comes to teams. Well, for us, it has every, importance no, because no, no, the New I'm York Giants about, I'm talking about every team. I'm talking about— Do you think about, there's pressure in all four teams? Dallas. Explain why. There's big question marks. Well, first of all, I think there's only two teams at pressure. We're going to start with the NFC East. Yes, of course. We're, we're going right to the NFC East. Now, the big question going forward for Dallas, it's not Zeke. It's if they're going to pay Dak Prescott. What are they going to do with Dak Prescott? He's not getting paid right now. But I know, but what is, that's going to be a big question lingering into the season. If he plays well, or if he plays poorly, or if he's playing 500 ball, what are they going to do with him? That's the big you question. Think, you think that's a question with Dallas? And, and, and the reason why I asked yes, that, that's I, I, I yes. asked that with respect yes, because it's support. Once the season yes, goes on, ten, yes. you can cut the money out. But because if season goes on, they start playing well, they start off hot without Zeke, that question is going to be coming each and every day. I don't think it does. Each and every I day. I don't think. Are you kidding me? It's a quarter. It's the quarterback. I know, but you think they're going to be talking money during the season? Yeah. If that's your focus no, no, about no, money. No, if that's not story. money. They're not talking money. They're going to say, when are they paying him? Here, here's not money. They're just saying, when are they going to pay him? Are they paying him at the end of the year? Are they going to pay him in the middle of the year? Or are they going to pay him I, right now? I don't think they – I haven't seen it much at least in my lifetime, that I can really remember. And we, you and me have pretty good memories. I can't remember a contract situation that without a holdout, a guy playing and having a contract negotiation during the season. Like, it just doesn't happen. It's like once the season goes on, it's like, listen, we'll talk after the season. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very so, curious. As a Dallas, I'm very curious to see. I'm not a Dallas. I'm, I'm just saying I'm very curious to see how that belongs throughout the season. Okay. It's not Zeke to me. It's the it's always comes down to the quarterback. Zeke is their best player, and they need Zeke to win a championship. But the question going forward in the future of the Dallas Cowboys is Dak Prescott going to be that quarterback? Then you look at the Redskins. I'm just looking at through all the four teams why I say it. Redskins, when will Dwayne Haskins start? Just like the Giants. When will Daniel Jones start? And then the Eagles, is Carson Wentz going to stay healthy? And if not... What is their next option? Now, now I agree with you on we know three, who's gonna, three, of the, three of those four storylines. The one I don't agree with is the Dallas one, the Dak contract. That's fine. I, I don't, don't, you don't the, have to the agree one, with me. One, I don't want the, you to. The one I agree, think about is it comes down to Dallas and Eagles are front runners oh, yeah, this to, is, yes, to make the yes. Super Bowl. The other two teams are rebuilding. Yes. Okay, Jay Gruden could be on the hot seat. Yes. Okay. I heard a thing. Shermer was the third highest rated coach to be fired during the season. I was just looking at the. the I don't see Shermer getting fired this year. Neither do I. Maybe next year if they don't play. Good I agree with you. Daniel Jones is a storyline for the Giants. When does he play? Or how does Eli play? And does he hold off Daniel Jones? Dwayne Haskins, I think it's inevitable when he does play because Case Keenum is the starting quarterback. And I think. Oh, Cole McCoy could be coming in I don't as think well. that's going to last forever. This is a with two- Dallas with Dallas and the Eagles. This is a two-man race. This I is a two-man race. And with Dallas, it's all going to go on how they start out and how they play. Well, they could start out very easily three and without they got, without they Zeke. got they got three. Some might say cupcakes. Got the Giants week one. That could be a, a tricky game because it's division. Then you play Washington. You never know with that as well. And then you play the Dolphins. They could start off three and zero right off the bat. And if Zeke's not playing, who knows how much longer that holdout is? But this is it. Like Ted said. This is a two-horse race. Either the Philadelphia Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys are winning this division. 
The Dallas Cowboys, it all comes down to when Zeke wants to come back. Now the way Because they're going to have the offensive line. Yes. It comes down to when Zeke wants to come back. If he comes back sooner or later, guess what? Then you put Dallas maybe right there. But right now, Philly looks like the favorite coming in. They got the most talent, and, and they could be possibly getting a former number one pick in Jadavian Clowney. Could be a possibility. Adding to that stout defensive line, you get him. That's a, yeah. big, that's a major move. Now, I'm not going to give you my predictions of who, what the records are, but I am going to tell you who's going to win the division. Who is it, bro? For me, I have the Eagles winning the division, Dallas finishing in second, Giants finishing in third, Washington finishing in fourth. 100, I 100% agree with you. I just – I think not, people yeah. – and I, maybe it's a little biased the Giants, but I don't think people are giving the Giants enough credit I, where, I they, could, where I, they could be record-wise this season. I could see they're them 6-10 or 7-9. Yes. Their, seven their record – their rec, or standings – or excuse me, schedule the first nine weeks is not that difficult. There's winnable games. Okay, yeah. you look at their first four games, and I'll just do that real quick. It's Dallas, it's Buffalo, it's Tampa, and it's Washington. They could finish. They could go three and one in the first four. It's a realistic possibility if Eli Manning plays well and they. So we're both on Philly. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna write. I want to write that down. Write that down. All right. All right. Philly both. And, 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 of course, that all is all based on Carson Wentz. If he's healthy, he's the better quarterback of the two with Dak Prescott. Philly has weapons galore all over the field. They have two, they have two nasty tight ends in Ertz and Godier. They have wide receivers. They have, they, the mo- they have the most talented team in the division. Let's just they say might that. have one of the most talented teams in the whole yes. of NFL. Yes, yes. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Miles Sanders, Juana. They have five running backs they might be keeping. NFC North. Let's go on to the NFC North right I now. think that this is one of the most intriguing divisions in all of, in football. Let's just, because, let's just let's just put the Lions in fourth place. Yes. I don't expect the Lions to do much this year again. They, the, I don't know. Detroit's one of those confusing teams. Do they want to rebuild? Do they want to compete? I don't know what the hell they're going to do. What are they going to do with Matthew Stafford? Is Matt Patricia, if they have another bad year, is he on his way out? That's a possibility. But this team, this is a three-horse race as well. I mean, you got Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. What's Aaron Rodgers going to do? Minnesota, Kirk Cousins. But came they, they went 13-3 with Case Keenum, and they missed the playoffs with Kirk Cousins. But they, but Kirk they, Cousins, you got paid $84 million guaranteed full. You better show up. I'm not looking for fantasy stats. I don't care if you have 30 touchdowns and 14 picks. If your team doesn't get to the playoffs, you are not a franchise-type quarterback. And if, he show, if it happens again... And they are t- the facts be for itself. And they are one of the most talented teams, too. They are stacked. You look at Minnesota. They, got the they have people. We talked about this. Charles knows this because he drafted him. Stephon Diggs in fantasy. Adam Thielen. Kyle Rudolph. Dalvin Cook. Their defense. You already know about their defense. defense. Their defense is stout. stout. But it comes down to – I mean, it comes I, down to we cousins. talked about this a couple weeks ago with the players and, pre- and pressure. But you look at the storylines. It comes down to the quarterbacks. Which one of these three? We know Aaron Rodgers. Now, can Trubisky or Kirk Cousins, who's going to take that next step into that next tier of quarterbacks? Now, the Beers, listen, they lost their defensive coordinator, Fangio. He went to Denver. He's now their head coach. Yes. They have a, they have one of the best defenses in football. They got weapons on offense. Yep. You know, they, who are you picking? Who are we picking? I, I'm, I, so I have Green Bay winning the division. I have Minnesota finishing second. I have the Why Bears finishing the third. Bears finishing third? Yes. Because when Why, I is it because it comes down to the quarterback? Yes. Okay. This is make or break for Cousins, man. This he knows it. He said it the other night after he played poor in the um, the third preseason game against Arizona. He's a 500 quarterback against winning teams. He has to be the difference maker. We know what the Bears' defense is. 
Okay. We know what the Vikings defense is. The Packers defense, they've drafted the last two years, all defensive players. Aaron Rodgers, new coach, Matt LaFour. I'm going to take the best quarterback in football, talent-wise, when he's playing the right way. When, he's, when everything is going right, he's the best quarterback. I'm going Chicago. I love Matt Nagy. So you I got love, Chicago? Who? Yes. I got, I got Chicago, then I got Green Bay, I got Minnesota, and I got – I just don't buy into Kirk Cousins. I never thought he was a franchise quarterback. He's a good fantasy quarterback. That's all he is. I don't think he's, gonna, he's that guy that could take it to the next level. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. I expect them to compete for the division and a wild card. But Chicago, I think they have the most talent in the division. I think their defense is the best in the league. Trubisky has to play like a number three pick. He was drafted. He was number two. Or was he two? Two. He, he got, was the second he pick. He got traded up, remember, the 49ers. Wow, he they was went the up second. the third to the second pick. He's got to prove himself. But Matt Nagy, great young head coach, uh, offensive genius. You got players all around. Allen Robinson, Trey Burton, Tariq Cohen. David Montgomery could be a huge boost for this running game to take out Jordan Howard. I got the Chicago Bears. I love that defense. Khalil Mack, I expect a monster year again. And then I got Green Bay. I just don't buy into Minnesota. I'm sorry. They got the talent. Just don't have the quarterback. I'm sorry. Sorry, Minnesota fans. Sorry, Joey Keneally. I know you're a Minnesota fan. You're like the only Minnesota fan I know. No. You're a Minnesota fan too? What is that? He's like all over the country. He's all over the world. He's got the Midwest. He's all over the world. He like, he's not he's a Canadian. A, so he's a Boston fan in the East. Are you a Canadian fan? So you, he's way up north in Canada. Then he's and got then you like Minnesota. Minnesota. Nate the Great's all over okay, the place. Okay, so what is he like for basketball? Celtics. Okay, right. that's okay. fine. All right, okay, so he comes back. To, he comes back to, uh, to life. Uh, really. Okay. Okay. Let's so let's the, get over to the NFC South, which I think. You oh, know, what are you gonna say? Is it, which is the best division? Did you just say that to the previous division? I think the division <laughs> above me. <laughs> we just talked about the NFC North. Could be the be- one of the best divisions. In okay, football. so this division is gonna be the one of the worst divisions, according no. to I guess. <laughs> stop it! Don't stop. Listen. This Go is, ahead. This is the Saints. This is the Saints. This is your last chance. Third of charm. Is third a charm? I got the Saints winning this. Division. I have the Saints. I, win- see, I see the Saints winning this division by a comfortable two games. I have the Saints. I have the Falcons. I have Carolina, and then I have the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers—they're going to score a lot of points with Arians as the coach, but their defense is still years away from being okay. At least legit. Carolina. The difference with them is can Cam Newton stay healthy? If he's healthy, he is a potential MVP candidate. But like we talked about with Carson Wentz in the NFC East, I just don't think there's Carolina, always question marks. I don't marks. even think it's Cam. I don't think it, I just Tell don't me. think they have enough weapons on that team. When you but look, Cam is well, a like, weapon in like, itself. No, yeah, that's true. But when you look at like, when you look at Atlanta, they got weapons all over the field. Then you look at New Orleans. I mean, they got one of the best offenses in the game. Then you look at Carolina. You got McCaffrey. You got an eight, an older tight end in Greg Olson. He's been hurt the last dealing, two years. And then your number one receiver is DJ Moore. It's like. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is one of the best backs in the game, but that's really all you it's got. It's not Julio. It's, it's not it, Devontae it, Adams. It's not Theo and Diggs. You don't have that big play It's not receiver. Amari Cooper. Cam's never really had that. You I, were hoping Kelvin Benjamin could have. That never worked. It never played out right, the right way. Cam Newton is a weapon himself, but like Ted said, it's if he could come down to staying healthy. I just don't buy in it because they don't have the weapons surrounding Cam other than Christian. Plus the Falcons, listen, they're going to be healthy this year. They lost I got two, the Falcons finishing second too. They I got lost, the same They as lost you. their two stars last year, the linebacker and safety. All right, Keenan Neal. All right, so let's go to the NFC West. So we're both on the same page with that. Well, what do you, I mean? I don't really. Is, have, do you you have there's any other? Do you? Here's a question with this, you for the Saints. Do you think there's any? T- uh, 
step back from after the last two years of having such. I could see them coming sa- in with sadness, I, and they need to come in with a vengeance to prove and to shut all the people up from last year and get that out of in the past. The past, it's in the past. It's gone. Now it's on to week one, and it's time to go kick some ass. That's what it's time to do. They're, they got to go do that. They have to come out hungry, angry, and go beat up people and take advantage of people because they have one of the best teams, best offenses in the league. They have to do that. They can't keep thinking about last year. It's over with. It was a terrible call. It's over with. It's in the past. Move on to the new year. They have one of the best teams in the league. This is their last hurrah. They can't get over it this year. Say goodbye to the Saints. Say goodbye to Drew Brees, never winning another Super Bowl. Do you remember who we picked the team with the most pressure of player in this division? Do you remember at all? I'm trying to think who I did. I might have said Matt Ryan, but I'm... I think I said Cam. I might have said Matt Ryan, and you you knocked Matt Ryan the same way you knocked Cam. Cam is because you don't trust those guys. I don't. But Brees has to come up, too. I don't... Brees hasn't been able to. Late game... Past couple years, late game situation... Or end of the season, he's kind of cooled off. He's got to prove himself. This is it for the Saints. The last hurrah. Because we don't know if Breeze is coming back again. And it's funny because you, when you look at this division, and it, it's you, there's three teams that could win this. You could Carolina could win this division. They could defensively. They have a stout defense. All right. I don't think so. Don't have and enough. Just because you don't think so doesn't mean it can't happen. I, it's a possibility. Just remember, don't have this enough. is the division that every team that w- didn't don't, win, don't have enough. Rotate. Don't have enough weapons. I just don't see the weapons. The you don't see of, it, but you don't. You do the not lack give it, of, the you're lack not giving of, DJ Moore any respect. I you're do, but the Chris lack of Samuel. weapon, the lack of weapons. You don't know if DJ Moore okay, could be a stellar okay. guy. NFC West. Love to know what Pat Clapp thinks about his Carolina Panthers this year. Does he really think they have a chance? Lack of weapons. That's going to be their biggest issue going forward. NFC West. This is the Rams division right now. The time is theirs to take grasp of this division. It's been theirs for a couple of years. Now it's time to just completely hold on to it because you got Seattle climbing. Seattle, we know what Seattle is. They're nitty-gritty. Well, they're Russell Wonderful. Wilson and everyone They got else. Russell Wilson, but they somehow always get to the playoffs. They're competing for the playoffs. It's amazing. Arizona is Arizona's young. One of the worst teams mode. in football. Rebuild mode, complete real boat, rebuild mode. And then San Fran's one of the biggest question marks. Jimmy G, I think, is going to be I, – I think he's the, one, the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Well, I don't think he's really rated. Are you kidding me? You, how, you, how do you, we, how do you, Ted, where we do you wa- think he's rated? Quarterback. We've watched the. We've watched these. He's not a top we, ten quarterback. I know, but we've watched these these uh, shows, and a lot of people are high on Jimmy G. Like he, like now, he's making you hot right now. He's giving you hot flashes. No. He's giving the hot. <laughs> no. You're just hot. You're yeah. just hot. I'm it's like a, I'm literally you're like, you're dying like, right you're now. You're like you're like Jimmy. I'm G right literally now. sitting in the sauna right now at CSB. Like this, I'm I can feel the sweat like growing on me. My, See, he can't he can't deal with pressure. I think he's been he hasn't been able to deal with pressure today. Uh, he's Jim, struggling. I think Jimmy G, most overrated is, is, quarterback is, is in the, the dif- NFL. Is, is no is the difference maker in this division. If he plays like people believe he can play, the difference maker. He can make this 49er team a dangerous team and maybe make the buffs because they have talent on this team. You know who's the difference maker in this division? It's Todd Gurley. We, why don't you tell me Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Why would you say Jimmy G? Who cares about because Jimmy? Because the quarterback. Who cares about it's Jimmy G? It's not Todd Gurley. Okay. We know what Todd Gurley is. When he's the star, he makes the Rams flow. Yeah, they're all. But we're talking uns- about something else. The Rams are still more talented. 
Yeah, we're talking about a quarterback. <laughs> Talk about something different, bro. You're talking about a quarterback. Okay, whoopty doo. Well, well, that's all we. Yeah, that's all we talk. Who cares about Gurley? If anything, if it should be Goff more. Because Gurley's hurt, so now Goff has okay, to take. I know, more. but if Todd Gurley's healthy last year, they're a different team. They need. If they. Yeah, wanna, but guess what? Goff also didn't play well down the stretch. Goff's numbers went down when Gurley got hurt. Goff has to pick it up when Gurley. I'm, I'm gonna wait for you when you're done. Oh, of course. Well, let me know. Then, no, go, let me, then go outside. No, let, I'll let me, finish the rest no. of the show without you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Boom. It's Jimmy G, man, because, Trev, if he get... plays like they expect him to, and that's what you trade in, that's what you paid $27.5 million. If he plays to the potential, they have players on that San Francisco team. Their defense should be really good. Kyle Shanahan is an outstanding offensive coordinator. Okay, and so, head coach. so what do you have the They could okay, be a so team what... that could give. At least the Rams, oh a run You're for right the here. division. You're out of your damn if, mind. Trev, if he plays well. Okay, so if he plays okay. like crap. Okay, so where are the 49ers in your ranking? If you have him at third place, I'm going to come over there and slap you. You should have him at 1A, 1B then. No, I don't have to have him. Just because I'm going to pick him third doesn't mean I still have him 8-8 eight eight team. But if he plays. They're not an 8-8 eight eight team. I don't see them as an 8-8 eight eight team. I just don't. I'm not. I'll tell you. I'm more and more shows, and I know would, uh, you. Yeah, everybody's high on the same. I'm not with. 49ers. I know it's like the Nebraska Cornhuskers in college football. Everyone's. They're one of the most intriguing teams because last year, they were talked about as one of the teams. This team. year, they should be a better team. I'll still take Seattle with with all the injuries, and I'll, t- I'll still take Seattle. So that's all mine. I'm gonna take them second. But so if Jimmy G plays like they traded for. All I'm saying is if he plays up to what they expect him to play, they could be a dangerous team. If he plays like crap, like you think he is, and as a quarterback and overrated, then they're going to be 6-10 and 10, and he will not be on the team. Think, I don't think then they won't be on the team next year. I don't year. think they'll be 6-10. and 10. I expect the Rams to run away to, with this division. They're just too talented. They're, they're the best team in this division. They have the best... No, not the best quarterback. Slow your roll, Trev. <laughs> they have the best player in this division. Aaron Donald... They got the best defense in this division. They have the best offense in this. It's, it's the Rams, you think they have the best defense? Yeah. Best offense in this division. They have the best coach in this division. They have everything you need. The best wow. special teams in this division. They have the most complete team in this division. It's their division. But if they want to get to a Super Bowl, it's like the Saints. You need to have Todd Gurley healthy. He's the key for them I've, to get to a Super Bowl. I've heard from all the reports that the Rams team doesn't have any hangover from last year's Super Bowl. Actually, McVay was saying... It's the best he's ever felt going into a season okay. in his career. So, uh, it, was, so, it was on. Okay, so we're both on the Rams. Yes. Okay, that's I, fine. And I I'm in the that, same exact order with the division rankings, too. So that's fine. And I, I know we got into it, but all I'm saying is if Jimmy G can play, Trev, well, if he can play to a Pro Bowl level, it's going to make the 49ers at least a okay. potential playoff team. That's okay. it. Okay. Let's get over to the Instead AFC. Instead of being 6-10 and 10 and being a top five picks like they are every year for the last four or five years. That's all. Don't worry, people that are AFC fans. We're, we're coming to you guys. We're coming. We're, we, uh, we're this, at, is, this is the obvious question in the AFC East. We're going right to the AFC East. Yeah, Can anyone compete against the New England Patriots? I'll answer for you. No. Not yet. No. I don't think so yet. Very simple. No. Sorry. I've been saying this, and I'm going to say it again. Until number 12... And that coach on the sidelines is there. What, what are you, reenacting Tom Brady right now over there? <laughs> Until those two are, are, are there, 
Just just put them in. Sign them up. Just put them in the checkboard. Well, they're winning AFC. the division. They're winning the division. The Jets are, are still a year away. Yes. The Jets can use another weapon or two to help out Darnage. You get Le'Veon They've Bell. had some injuries You've on got, defense already, too. Yes, that is true. Jameson Crowder. You got Robbie Anderson. That's a nice three. Le'Veon, to, Le'Veon? I said Le'Veon, too. Quincy Anuwa is back from a back yes. injury. Mm. He could be another weapon. The kid Herndon is going to be suspended for four the first games. four games. Yep. But we had him late in fantasy this year. He's got potential. To I got a question for you. Talk to me. The three rookie quarterbacks, who needs to prove the most? Rosen, Allen, or the three uh, sophomore quarterbacks? Or Darnold? They're all in this division. Well, I mean, Rosen's not going to start, which is unfortunate because, I mean. Well, he didn't win the, the job. Do- He's not good enough. And you know, and it's. I think they want to. And and I'm glad the Giants didn't choose him last year. Yeah. Josh Allen or Sam Darnold? Who who needs to have? It's Sam Darnold because he plays in for the New York Jets and not for the Buffalo Bills. I I think the Bills are going to be better than a lot of people think. They're going to have one of the best defenses in the in the in all of NFL. Sean McDermott is a great defensive coach and a great head coach, especially when he was there with Carolina. You know, they made some moves in the offseason to get some offensive weapons. We'll see what happens overall. The key with them is Josh Allen. Can he be a little bit more accurate? Can he make he, – we know his athleticism. He actually proved that he was more athletic than a lot of people suspected. Very good. He's a very, very good runner. Athlete. Yes. In more rushing yards. I expect it, this is going to be the Patriots division. They're going to win comfortably again. I mean, what do you expect? I think it's going to be New England. Do you expect Jets? anything differently? Okay, here's the question. Who fights for second, Jets or the Bills? Uh, I'm going to go Jets. I'll go Jets too. I like the Jets because they got more weapons. I like, be, I like the weapons. They have Sam Darnold and the other team has Josh It's Allen. like the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta has more weapons. And they also have Matt Ryan. You like Matt Ryan over Cam. Do you? I really don't like Matt Ryan. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. He is good, though. I mean, he's a good, fan- he doesn't he's a good fantasy quarterback like Kirk Cousins, he's, to me. But he's good. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. He wins games every year. Okay, 9-7, and seven, and I guess it's good for you. Better yeah. than you are. Goes, oh. Eli's got two Super Bowl, bro. It's all that's about his his league his his legacy is cemented. That's what you, that's what you, no Eli's legacy is cemented. That's all I'm trying to what say. What have you done for me lately? Okay, yes, he's been he hasn't been good. I know. It's like what people say about us about the Yankees. Ted, what have you done? Ted, with us I know that, but his legacy is already cemented. What is Matt Ryan's legacy going forward? I'm, so we're not getting. Let's keep rolling on. Hold on, I just go ahead. You don't have anything to say. I was going to get into our guy that we picked fantasy about. Potential for Le'Veon Bell this year for the Jets. I, I think he's. A, I think he's the second biggest storyline in all the division. I expect him to be Le'Veon Bell. I expect him to be great this year. Again, I expect nothing but greatness. I mean, he's a great back. I know he missed a year, but I expect big things from him. I think Sam Darnold. When you have a player like him, you get him the ball. And I told you that like in fantasy. When you try to draft a player like a Saquon or a Christian McCaffrey or Kamara or a Le'Veon. They're getting the ball. Yes. They're your best player. You're getting the ball to them no matter what. They're getting the ball every play or every other play every down. I mean, that's a, other than a quarterback, Le'Veon Bell should be a considered option or should be getting the ball for the New York Jets. People just laugh at this division because they, it's like, all right, the Patriots. Well, every year, what do you expect? Do you expect something I different? I mean, the Jets are going to compete, but the Patriots are going to win this division. I'm sorry. Until Brady and Belichick are on that sidelines, they're still there. It's their division. I'm sorry. End of, end of story. Let's move on to possibly the most intriguing. I was going to tell you. Most <laughs> intriguing division. division because of one simple team. Everybody's ta- not talking about the other two They're teams. They're not 0-16 no more. They're not 0-16 anymore, ladies and gentlemen. They aren't the laughing stock of the NFL. 
They're the Cleveland Browns, and they're and they're they're the Hollywood Browns. And the it NFC seems like. and the NFC North division, which is NFC North division. Oh, sorry, AFC North. This division, we know what this division's about: pain, bloodbath, wars, grit, knit grit, tough, hard-nosed players. You expect to be injured, by, hurt in the next day. That's well, like you, after you these you games. Don't hurt in other in other games. This division, when we see Baltimore and Pittsburgh play, when we see Cincinnati, there's a, it's always a bloodbath. It's always a war. It's Cle- always Cleveland's these, the, these the are new teams. These Cleveland, te- Cleveland is the new kid on the block right now. They're the new kid on the block, and they're going against the big bad wolf of Do Pittsburgh. They have the most oh, the talented Pitt- team in this division. Oh, think about the players they have. Offense. No, second. Them. Who would you say the most? Pittsburgh. Talented? Because they've done it. They got yeah, the but best. I, but that has nothing to do they with got the, the question best coach. I just asked. They got the that, best coach. They got the best quarterback. Running back is 50-50. J- Nick Chubb and uh, James Conner, that's 50 Who would you take? Uh, One choice. I'll take James Conner because of the offensive line. We're not talking. What We had to pick one guy. This is did, kick ball. Did I, did I, Who are you taking, Nick Chubb or James Conner? James Conner. I'll take Nick Chubb. Okay. Who are you taking, receiver? Odell Beckham Jr. Over Juju, yeah. Yes, but Juju's right there. Yep. But the defense of Pittsburgh is really good. They're looking Cleveland's like they're going to get— defense could be good, and yes, so can But they're getting back to—but they don't have the weapon. Ten wins will win this division. This division is, good. is going to be the most intriguing. I, I know Ted's already said it two times about the other divisions. What, this wait, will be, what other divisions this will be to me. Oh, oh the, uh, south, the and then, south and then um, the north. Yes. This, this will be the most intriguing division just because of the Browns and the hype surrounding this team. Each and every week they play, there will be eyes on them. Well, yeah. want to know what's Two the, sophomore what quarterbacks Cle- versus the veteran. What Baker Cleveland, and Lamar versus Ben. It's not even that. It's what, what Cleveland's going to do each and every week. People want to know how good this team's going to be. Are they going to, are they going to, are they going to prove all the doubters wrong? Are they going to be the same old Cleveland Browns? That's how it's going to be each and every week. And they got a tough schedule to start. They got, they don't have an easy schedule. It's they not, tough, they got tough a tough schedule. I'm going with the goal with the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this division because they've done it. They've proven it. They got the best quarterback. They got the best coach in the division. And I just think this team is finally they don't have to deal with drama. They don't have to deal with Antonio Brown. They don't have to deal with Le'Veon anymore. They can get back to Pittsburgh Steelers football. Beating up people in the trenches, running the football, and playing great defense. And that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers do, and they're going to get back to that. This division will be fun. Each and every time they play, you're going to want to watch. Other than Cincinnati, because you know Cincinnati is going and rebuild. But those three teams, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, it's a toss-up. But Pittsburgh will be the AFC North champions. How do you have the rest of the division finishing up? Cleveland, two. And I got Baltimore, three. And then Cincinnati. But I got Baltimore. I got... I got Baltimore and Cleveland at the same record at nine and seven, but they got the head-to-head matchups. I got Cleveland winning the head, both the matchups. I'm I'm kind of disappointed that I'm agreeing with you, but I am. I am. I think Pittsburgh does win this division. They have the best quarterback in the division. They have the best overall team in this division. They have the coach, the best coach in this. Uh, Harbaugh's a good coach for Baltimore. Yes, yeah, he is. Uh, but I like Tomlin. People don't give Tomlin credit, mm-hmm. but he's got one of the best winning percentages, only behind Belichick in all football in the last ten years. Well, this this Steeler team is redemption. They didn't make the playoffs last year. They lost the two big mouths on the team. But they, they are to, gone. That's, that's why they're big. That's why the and their defense is going to be much better. I love the draft pick. You loved it. The kid first. Oh my god, it's my favorite pick of the entire draft. Devin Bush is going to be a star. He's going to be a superstar for that team. That he's going to be a linebacker. They've been desperately needing. So for I got years. Pittsburgh winning the division. I have Bo- Bo- the Browns finishing second. Close. B- Baltimore third. 
And the reason why I chose that, I would have flip-flopped it, but it's because I like Baker and his Over ability Lamar. to make plays more than Lamar Jackson. I don't and know. Make I, a place, Lamar. Oops. And then, I don't know. That so running. I got Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know. That make a place, Lamar. Making plays. AFC be, South. Wow. Trev, I mean, this division just changed. This was a heartbreaker for me. I, I changed the whole I, thing last week. I have voiced my um, sadness to see my, one of my favorite players go in the NFL, Andrew Luck. I love Andrew Luck. And a lot of people saying, oh, give Jacoby Prasad a... I will. But, ladies and gentlemen, he is no Andrew Luck. And we know what the this Colts are... This division just we know, changed. The whole we know, playoffs We know changed. what the Colts are going to be in this division. That's the biggest They thing. have the, maybe the most talent in the, in the division. Who? The Colts. They still have the best offensive line. That People are still loving this team. But the quarterback situation comes down to having Andrew Luck or Jacoby Brissett. You're gonna I think, laugh at my pick. I think it's the different. I think it's the difference maker. I think the way I have it right That's now. That's why to the me, the way I'm looking at it right now, the winner of the division will be the Houston Texans. I got the Houston Texans because I love Deshaun Watson, and if they can please just protect him, my God, this kid could be special. They just got to protect. Don't do what the Colts Second, did to Andrew Luck, please. Just look at what the Colts did. They don't have a franchise quarterback now because they didn't build the offensive line. So Houston won. Houston won. Jacksonville two. Colts three. Tennessee four. Same thing. I mean, what do you want me to do? I'm just being honest. That's just I, I, am, I am contemplating Jacksonville at number one, but I just don't know if they have enough offensive weapons. They have, a, they have the defense to, to win this division. They have... They have the division. If they can get back to where they were two years ago, this could be one of the most dangerous teams because we've seen what this defense can do. Mm-hmm. It can win in New England. Should have win. Should have. Now, Nick Foles, this is not a six-game season. This is 16 games. How does he play? I think that's one of the second biggest storylines after what, Andrew the, Walk okay. is Nick Foles. This is what you paid oh, yeah, him for. 100%. If he can play what we paid him for and what we 100 expected, 100%. this team should win the division. They have the best defense by far. They have a good offensive line. They've drafted offensive line talent the last two years. They have just don't have They have a running back. They have a beast running back. They just Play don't action. Have the we'll see what happens. Nick Foles could be that guy. I mean, Tennessee. But I, I have Houston because I think overall they have the best talent. Yep. I like what they have, at least for their top talent. I, right. I think Jacksonville finished second. I think Colts finished third. I think the Tennessee finished fourth. But don't watch out for the Titans. If someone could just play some football, either Tennessee or Mariota. We're coming up on our last division, and there's only one difference in our complete thing. We have both. For every division, we have the same team winning. In everything? Yeah. We both have Philly. Both have the Saints. Both have the Rams, Pats, Pittsburgh, but Houston. We didn't pick our wild card yet. We didn't do that yet. Okay. AFC West. I'm this could be, these are, the, there's two teams in this. It's kind of like the NFC East. I think there, there's going to be two teams. It's just who do you like more? This is easy to me. It's the Chiefs. Too many injuries right now with this, uh, the Chargers and. What injuries? Uh, just Darwin James. That's a huge Dar- loss. That's a huge loss. Bosa, you never know what Bosa. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. But not having Melvin Gordon, that's going to be a question going into. It's like the Zeke thing. When is he coming back? When is when is Melvin Gordon going to come back? It's going to be a question throughout the year, and he might sit out for a whole year. Philip Rivers, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him this year. Can he finally? Can he finally get to where he's never even been to? Want, just get to a Super Bowl. I'm taking the Chargers in this division. Oof, I'm going with the Chiefs. Chargers. I love Patty Chargers, Mahomes. Chiefs, Denver, Oakland. Yeah, I, I, but I would go Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. I just love Patty I Mahomes. I still think there's too many question marks on the Chiefs' defense. Yeah. They lost a lot of guys. They lost two of their best pass rushers. Yeah, they got the kid Clark from Seattle. But, I mean, one guy, okay. They got Tyron Matthew. Mm. 
Okay, yeah, but you lost guys too. I mean, Patty Mahomes, they have the best quarterback in the division. Patty Mahomes. You there got, is no Kareem Hunt no more the, on this they team. Got, they got Damian the, Williams has they, never been a running back for a full season. We'll see. They have Tyreek Hill. Okay, they got Travis Kelsey. They have a great offense, and they're going to so put do, up. And so does the Chargers. They're going to put Allen, up. I know that is Hunter true. Henry. They got Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson. They're going to put up points. This is going. This is a toss up. It depends on how you feel. The Chiefs. I like Mahomes a little more than Phillip Rivers. A lot of people do. Well, yeah, but that's why I give the edge. I know the defense of the Chiefs is very suspect. But that's just me. The Chiefs, finally, we got something different. Thank God. I didn't think we were going to do that. I really thought we were going to go. I, I, you know I've always kind of liked the Chargers. All right. So the wild cards. So right now, let's do the AFC because we're on the AFC. Our four division winners. AFC. I had the Chargers, Houston, Pittsburgh, and New England. My two wild cards are going to come out of the, you got the, the West. Chief. So the Chiefs are going to be the other wild card. Both of your wild cards are coming out of no, the West? It'll be the, the Chiefs. Yeah. And it comes down to and I'm gonna take Cleveland as the sixth seed. Over Jacksonville. Let's see. And then my I, AFC championship hold game. Hold on, hold on, hold you want okay. I I'm just gonna tell you the AFC championship game is gonna be Pittsburgh and New England. Wow. So first game of the year will be um a rematch? Yep. Wow, Pittsburgh and New England again, huh? Yep. What a surprise. That's why I, I know, and Okay, okay. No, 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 no. We'll get into that. So my wild card. Prove me wrong. My wild card is the Chargers. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I think that defense is going to prove a That's lot. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to go Jacksonville because of that defense. I think that defense is hungry this year. They got a lot to prove after a, a abysmal season last year. A up and down season for a team that had high expectations. Especially they're with gonna the talent come back, on that defense. And they're going to come back to being Saxonville. Josh Allen, big pickup too as well. That's going to be a nice pickup. That just, and then the AFC Championship. I got the rematch of last year. I got the Patriots against the Chiefs. I got the Pats and Chiefs. And I got the I got the Pats in the Super Bowl again. Oh, you already picked the Pats. So you're picking the Pats. I said this back in February that I'm not changing my pick until they pro prove me wrong. I got the Steelers. Wow, you got the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Tell me why. I'm curious. I just see something different about this team. I think of what happened last year. Everything that happened bad last year for the Steelers happened last year. Between injuries, BS, players, I just think this team is much more motivated than ever. And I think they get over the New England snide this year. Because this, this New England team is not the same team as they, what they have been. Okay. <laughs> We say that every year. I know, I know. The amount of times that people say that, that we'd be, well, we'd be all millionaires. All right. The New England Patriots are getting back to the Super so Bowl. So I got Pittsburgh, and you got New England. I guess, yeah. Oh, okay. We'll just go to the MC. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Ted gives a whole spiel, and then Travis just, yeah, we'll just go to the MC. I was repeating. Good thing this is live. <laughs> people love us, baby. People love us. Yeah. One person that's watching. It's okay. I don't care. We're going. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> Patriots will be oh, there. Now we're at two. Patriots will be there, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's inevitable. The word of the day is inevitable. It's uh, just gonna happen. I don't think so. It's gonna happen. It's not again. happening this year. Okay. Until it happens, we'll see. NFC, you do it, bud. You go first. Why do I gotta go first? So you had as division winners, if you don't mind repeating for the audience. Of course. Okay. So I had I had the NFC East, I had Philly, then I had Chicago, Bolt Saints, Rams. Okay. I see wild card. 
I'll go with Dallas and Green Bay. I'm going to go Dallas and Green Bay. Oh, oh, I, thought, oh, oh. I thought you were going to finish it like I did in your conference. Who, oh, okay. Who's going to play in the NFC Conf- Championship game? Um, it's going to be a rematch of last year's NFC Championship, too. Rams? Rams and, and Saints again in, the, in uh, New Orleans. Again. All right. So this is what I got. So I had Philly win in the division, as you did. You had who win in the division in the north? Green Bay? No, Chicago. Chicago. So I have Green Bay win in the division. So Philly, Green Bay. I had the Saints in the south, and I have the Rams in the west. Yes. Okay. The two wild cards I have, hate to say this team, but I have the Dallas Cowboys as well. So do I. And I have the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. And who's your NFC championship? Philly versus the Saints. And I have the Saints playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. For the second straight year, I got the Patriots against the Saints again. <laughs> I got the Saints hopefully possibly getting them. I remember doing this last year. Yeah, we in that back in there and we the picked it. And we studio. both picked the New Orleans Saints and the Patriots. We were so close. I picked the NFC Championship last year. You did. I didn't pick the, the AFC Championship. I, I'm picking the Saints. I'm picking Philly. And, and who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Saints are beating Pittsburgh in Miami. New Orleans over Pittsburgh. Okay. You're going to pick the Saints over New England this year, bud? You can't pick New England. Can you? Brady's going to win seven? The Patriots are not winning the Super Bowl this year. The New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Are you really picking that? I swear to God. He jinxed them. Thank God. I love it. Love it. Love it. Trevor Mush. I'm not Mush. He's going to I'm very him. good with this stuff. Yeah. You're wrong on this one. They don't have Gronk this year. They don't have the same team. They're nah, not. they'll be fine. They're not going to win it. Over the Saints. Watch. It'd be like Atlanta Falcons. I got the Patriots because the Patriots are the Patriots, and every time – I, I'm saying it's Dallas, every it's going to be Dallas Cowboys versus New it's going to be every year from now on from now on it's going to be an NFC team versus the New England Patriots you said this last year and I'm going to stick to it because until they prove us wrong then guess what I'm not changing my opinion who wins MVP Oh, you just threw me a loop because I wasn't prepared for that one. Oh, oh well, I can't think of anybody off the top, huh? Well, I mean, it's obvious. You always feel like it's the quarterbacks. I'm just Oh my god I'll pick Go ahead MVP And I got a dark horse too For MVP I do have I got Aaron Rodgers I think it comes down to three guys And I think it's the quarterbacks It's Mahomes It's Wentz And it's Rodgers And my dark horse For MVP this year If he can stay healthy (laughs) Deshaun Watson If Deshaun Watson could stay healthy And that offensive line could protect him we know what Deshaun Watson could do. We saw what he did in his rookie year. He was on the way to an unbelievable season, and I thought he could have won MVP season that year because of how good he was. And it showed how bad that team was once he went down. That is a dark horse. I know you could call me crazy. I don't care. I love it. Deshaun Watson, dark horse MVP candidate this year. I like Wentz. I like, I like Mahomes, and I like Rodgers. You got a dark horse? And who's your, who's your MVP winner? I gave you one. I gave you both, and you, can't, you give me three. Thanks. I'll, I'll take Wentz. Wentz. And who's your dark? You got a dark horse? Roethlisberger. Ooh, oh, didn't want to take him in fantasy, but pick him in MVP. <laughs> You're killing me, bro. I love You're it. Killing. 
Or it could be Philip Rivers. Eli Manning. <laughs> Daniel Jones for MVP. <laughs> Saquon, uh, Baker Mayfield could be a, a dark horse too. It's about how the teams play, though. We know this. If your team is winning, you're going to be up in that category. If your team, you could be the best player in the league, but if you're six and ten, you're not. You're not going to be considered. Maybe, maybe Aaron Donald. Maybe Aaron Donald if he last can, defensive player to win MVP. Hmm. You know. Let's though? see. LT. Yeah. Thank you. Come on. Come on. One of the goats of all time, baby. Is the goat. Next week we'll do that. It's the hundredth year of the NFL season. We'll give us, we'll give you our top five players of all time, not position, but all time. It could be any position. We'll give us your top five. Where do we have Brady, Montana, LT, one of these guys? Who's going to be number one in our book, ladies and gentlemen, from the Keys to the City family? Everybody have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. And also, people in Florida. There's a bunch of people we know in Florida too, as well. Uncle Bernie, Darren, Cassie. Please, please be safe. We love you guys. Dangerous storm coming. It could be hitting us next week, too, they said. So everybody be safe. Everybody have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. We are Keys to the City. Thank you for watching. If you you didn't get the chance to check us out, you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, our boy Nate the Great. He's going to be hooking us up. Right, Nate? The guy that loves all the different sports teams in the world. Everybody, we are Keys to the City. Have a great weekend. We're out. Yeah. To the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.